when I first heard about Destiny was going to be Bungie's next kind of big project, and I started really looking into it, they their kind of roadmap thing was was it was going to be over the course of ten years, and it was going to be four major titles with four DLCs or something like that, four major DLCs in between. So it was going to be like Destiny One. And then, like a year later, it was going to be a major update in DLC. And then a year after that, D- Destiny Two would come out. That was like the roadmap they laid out. And so, like you were saying, that they're on Destiny Two, and I'm like, man, I well, I mean, I correct <laughs> correct me if I'm wrong, but they they signed that deal with Activision originally. Bungie did, and they they actually split ways with Bungie. La- I mean, with Activision last year, I think. Yes, yeah, Bungie, I think, is no longer part of the project, as far as I know. Oh, I didn't realize that De- Destiny is actually managed by somebody else now. Yeah, I. So that I mean, I don't know though. It's pretty sad because I thought for sure I was honestly just wanting to play Halo, but in a different universe from Bungie, and that's not what we got. We got. I guess what I was expecting was like Borderlands if Bungie did it. And that's okay, really yeah. not what it was. It, it, at least for me, playing Destiny, it felt like the loot stream was super slow. There wasn't a lot of enemy variety, and there wasn't a lot of like attention to detail that I was used to from the the Halo games. Exactly. That's yep. what I feel like is so compelling about the Halo games. It's like it's like the gravity effects, and like you can go into forge. You're like, how the fuck did I die in this Slayer match? And you watch, and some dude threw a grenade, and a rocket blew up, and it actually changed the trajectory of that grenade, so it's stuck to your foot. Yeah, and it's like, oh, like like those things are what I found super compelling about Halo, and I felt like I found none of that in Destiny. Mm-hmm. I'm just not an MMO guy, though. Right. Well, and that was just it—the fact that you kind of had to play with other people, you had yeah. to like drop in and out of games. Like, yeah, I'm not. I'm not big into that either. I was looking for much more of like a story driven, like you said, like a Borderlands type of thing, which is more of like a looter shooter, but with a very clear set story that I could just kind of go along with. But that's in Destiny. Yeah, I picked it up and played it and had fun in the beginning. And you very quickly realize, though, you're just doing the same thing over and over and over well, and, that and like I felt like the there weren't that many types of guns. No. Like the only thing that was different about the guns was like the stats were more. But like some of the guns felt the exact same. They just did one of them did more damage. That was the only difference. Right. Exactly. Yeah, it wasn't like a Borderlands situation where you picked up a shotgun that shot waves of bubbles. Or <laughs> in Borderlands, you pick up a shotgun that does tons of damage but only holds one shell. Exactly. Yeah, there was very few. Kind and for of some trade-offs. reason, it has a sniper scope on it. <laughs> oh, it's the same reason you can put a forty times scope on the mare's leg in Battlefield Four. Yeah, because I'm sniping dudes with the was, mare's leg. I was gonna say because you know how embarrassed the guy would be, and I've I've done it where guys are sniping at you and you kill him with the mare's leg. <laughs> he's like, "What the fuck happened?" <laughs> yeah, and then you know, dude, he's like, "What the fuck is a mare's leg? What is that?" <laughs> I mean, the funny thing about the mayor, like that mayor's leg, like a journey, I feel like we both went on is like when we both when we both started using it, nobody was using it. But towards the end, I was actually getting killed by it kind of frequently. Yeah. Yeah. I, I feel get, like we started that. I honestly I not to. Yeah. Not to toot our own horn, but I kind of feel that way, too, because 
I would never see it in game until remember I was scrolling through the pistols and I was yeah, like, and you're like, what, what the is, fuck this, is this thing? And I was and like, it, oh, that thing is so cool. And I remember I walked right up behind some guy and shot him in the back of the head and it didn't kill him. I was like, <laughs> what the fuck? Yeah, it doesn't until you get like the heavy barrel for it. It takes it would always take two shots before two now, head shots. Yeah, not just shots. I I was playing Battlefield Four just the other day, though. And if you play on hardcore, you kill people in one shot with the mare's leg, so it's a solid gun. <laughs> well, it it still wasn't that bad. I mean, it's it's like a DMR that you have to wait between shots. Yeah, I mean, it's your you know your guy is really good with that lever action though. He he reloads yeah, he it is. fast. <laughs> he does. He just, yeah, he's super slick. But see, that's those kind of little things in a shooter are like that's fun. It's fun that. <clears throat> You have some outliers and things like that. And I do feel like that's kind of where Destiny, at least in my experience, and maybe it has changed since then. I feel like that's where it missed the mark, though, was, yeah, you had like your your shotgun, your DMR, your burst fire rifle, and your full auto Yeah, the rifle. battle gun. Exactly, your battle gun. And then you had like a sniper rifle. It was like... It was so cookie cutter. It was, it felt very cookie cutter for especially from a company that like had so many weird weapons with like the needler and like the what's the thing the brutes use that's like a grenade launcher. Oh, um, I don't remember what it's called. But... You know, you know what I'm talking about it has like that blade on the back. Yes. Like when you melee, he like pivots it. Yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. <laughs> like the, you could use that gun to like freaking like knock stuff around, and it had like it would interact with the physics really weird. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, you could. Roll and the fucking green goblin man yeah exactly and then they had the um like the handheld dual shotguns you could hold double of oh the yeah like shotguns. the yeah like the the pew 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 yeah. pew and you like reload them yeah so what were those like spikers or something like that uh yeah there were spikers and then there was the why do i keep wanting to call one of them a nasher wasn't there a... no that's no, the nasher's that's... a shotgun from gears that's gears yes you're right which also, again, you want to talk about good weapon design? That was a an amazing it's, segue that I didn't even mean to do. Especially but. <laughs> the first one, like uh, that, that. Especially the first one, like between like you have like the lancer and the the hammer burst, and you got the nasher. The the pistols actually were interesting too. That you had like the boltock and the. Oh, I guess they the they didn't add the cantus one until the second one. Right. See, and I didn't play a ton of the second oh, one. I played, I played a lot of the first one. So much stupid Gears Online. I feel like I played way too much of that game. Yeah, but Gears Online was that shit was fun though. It like, it was fun. It's super chunky yeah. and like killing people was hard, and that's what I kind of liked about it. And it was satisfying. Oh, yeah, dude. You like walk around the corner and blind fire your shotgun and turn a guy into a bunch of fucking meat tubes. Yeah. Or. You have the what was the um, it was just like the double shot sawn off shotgun, but oh, it the, had like the the sawn off. That's what it, called. it actually okay. only shot once. Yeah, but and it had such short range, but it had that widespread. You could yeah. literally kill three guys with one shot. Yeah, but you had to be like <laughs> kissing them with the barrel. <laughs> yeah, but it was. I remember seeing that a few times where a dude comes around the corner and they're like guys hunkered down and he just pulls the trigger. And just meet everywhere yeah, because he killed like, three guys all over the place. Shot. Yeah, <laughs> I, 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 I guess because you were talking about Battlefield earlier, it just kind of makes me sad. I guess that the new Battlefield is like a train wreck. Yeah, same here. 
and I seriously disappointing. I well, I mean, I kind of thought five was a little bit of a train wreck, in my opinion, from like how good I know Dice can do. Right. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. Maybe it's the end of an era, but it just feels Uh, like Battlefield isn't as good anymore. No, and I think it probably is, and I don't think it'll ever go back to like what Battlefield Four was. Battlefield Four, because like I said, I've been playing it when I've been home. And it's still extremely fun and extremely just, you know, you lose a lot of time playing it. And I haven't felt that with even with one or five. Like, yeah, I had fun playing those games. A lot of I liked one. I liked one also. I had more fun with one than five. But now you got this this new freaking 2042 and it's just a train wreck, man. It's. They tried to streamline it so much that it just it feels like a Call of Duty. That's what it feels like. I, that's what I don't understand to me. It's because like what I find appealing about Battlefield, and I think probably most Battlefield fans would say this, is that it's more complicated than Call of Duty. Right. And it was like kind of like squad based where like firefights take a little bit longer. And like, yeah, I, I feel like why would you why would you try to copy the other game when you already had your own fan base? See, and that it's interesting you say the squad based thing because obviously that's that's why it's built into the game, right? With the squads. And with the larger player count, it was always so cool when you're kind of moving up tactically and then you see you like you run up maybe behind like a barricade and you crouch down and you look over it and you turn around and then here comes like four more guys on your team and they they all move up. Mm-hmm. And then you get into this huge firefight with like two squads from another team and two squads from your team and there's just shots everywhere whereas in call of duty it was literally always pretty much one-on-one like interactions i you said this to me a long time ago and it is stuck in my head forever in call of duty if you see someone one of you is gonna die exactly always yep it doesn't matter the range it doesn't matter Always one of you is going to die if you see each other. Yep. I've always, and, yeah, I've always felt that way. And I, I, I don't like that because from like a defensive perspective, like if you have the wrong kind of weapon for that engagement, there's almost nothing you can do. Right. I, I feel like the defensive vocabulary and not that there's a huge one in battlefield, but I, I don't know. I feel like in battlefield, it's, it's kind of easy to like slip out of situations, but unless you're spotted. Where they like they you have a, you have a lot easier time of like getting out of a situation because yeah, a lot of the time in Battlefield they miss one shot on you you're like okay I know right where they are if I hide behind this rock there's no way they can hit me right well and even in in Battlefield it's still you know super popular to play on maps like Metro where it's just fucking oh, yeah, it's chaos just a, it's a goddamn shotgun clusterfuck yeah it's just chaos dude what's the other one um the the prison one locker the gulag. operation locker yeah. Yeah, which is also just chaos. But fucking nuke tubes going all over the place. Yeah, but there are a lot of situations though where you I mean you're firing through like lines of smoke and you're getting you're getting hits and then you get hit and you're like, oh shit, and you dip out and run away. Those things just don't happen in Call of Duty. Like No, it, you just it, die. Yeah, you just die or the guy. And then that some you guy hit, calls in his fucking AC one thirty and you spawn and die and spawn and die oh, and spawn yeah, and so die. Fun. Yeah. I've I mean, been... I've I had fun with Call of Duty back in the day, and I I, I understand why it's appealing, right? Because it's like it's it's the chips of video games. It's it, it, it's very easy to just like consume a lot of it sure. in really short bursts. 
That's a good way to put it, actually. Yeah. Yeah. And I've, I've definitely had my fun with it back in the day, but I feel like it hasn't changed enough for me to stay interested in it. Exactly. And that's how I feel, too, because I mean, just even seeing the fact that the fact that they didn't they this new one that came out, isn't that just a remake of Modern Warfare 2? Yeah, it is. It, yeah. Donkey made a video. What is it like? Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2 4? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, the, I mean, Call of Duty has pretty much been coming out annually for it is. How many it's years an annual now? release. Yeah. And it's been just forever. And I don't know. I don't understand how people can just. I mean, obviously the formula works because it's popular. I don't. I don't know if it's nearly as popular now as it was five or six years ago. I um, think it's faded a little bit, but maybe that's just me being biased. Right. I've actually been watching a uh, clips of this guy play uh, Bad Company Two online. Ooh, the OG. Oh that's man, that's where we started, dude. Yeah, and dude, it honestly, like, I watch him play, and I'm like, just give me that everybody wanted that everybody in the comments when when 2042 came out all the negative reviews on steam that i saw in the very beginning were like why did you not just give us bad company 3 it's what everybody's been asking for for 10 years why didn't you just give us that what were you thinking (laughs) like yeah and that was even smaller squads back then because we were playing on the xbox yeah, it was only squads of four, and it wasn't was, it teams of sixteen. It was sixteen. It was still a, um, I think it was still thirty-two versus thirty-two because it was revolutionary for the time. Oh, you're right. It, it was, was kind of a big deal. Yeah, it was huge player counts. At least for console, people were shitting their pants, and people on PC were like, <clears throat> "We've been playing like this for years." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's just watching him play that, and even. Even Bad Company 2 over Battlefield 4 still has some stuff that I liked. The like the tanks will fire off close to a guy and his sound goes like his sound goes dead for a while. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, that that kind of stuff is so cool. Like it happens in Battlefield 4, but it fades so quickly that you don't it's not nearly as noticeable. Whereas in Bad Company 2, it was like a hindrance if your sound went away. Because you could no longer hear the dudes yelling. You can't hear them calling things out. You know, well, yeah, and the the sound design in that game itself is just amazing. Yeah, especially between like the like the like the Russians and the the Americans, mm-hmm. I feel like it's so obvious like who's doing what, like the the callouts the soldiers do naturally. Yeah, and correct me if I'm wrong, I think your your soldiers speak if they spot somebody too. They do because they'll call it out. They'll say that there's a you know a well, they'll call I, out the sniper. Yeah, right. They'll even call out the correct class. Right. They're like yes. heavy gunner on the ridge. <clears throat> yeah, exactly. Which is just like I don't. I, I guess that's why I find the new Battlefield so disappointing. Is because like I know Dice is is capable of, if, of, in my opinion, of making like the best competitive online shooter experience you can find. Mm-hmm. And they, I feel like they just keep missing the mark, like for almost like three times in a row now. Right, exactly. And whoever whoever is in charge over there must clearly not. Oh, dude, it's the cancer of EA. We well, we know this. Yeah. That's yeah, that's probably for sure. But it, it, I mean, that one of everybody's biggest complaints that I was reading, and it was one of mine when I played the beta, just for, you know, I played it for like an hour or two. Um was the clear 
move to get rid of the class system. And a lot of people complained about that because they were like, now you've literally turned this into Call of Duty. Whereas before, that was the point of Battlefield. When you jumped into a squad, you saw, okay, we got two snipers, an assault, an engineer. Maybe <laughs> you, I'll jump you in see as a two support. snipers and you immediately leave the squad. Yeah. Yeah, right. It would be more like four snipers and they have a fifth open slot and you're like, yeah, no, never mind. Like, uh, you know what? I'm going to play by myself. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, But there was... That was the idea is then you you thought, oh, OK, maybe I'll jump in as a support and I can run around and, and supply ammo to these guys. Or I'll jump in as an engineer, too, because the vehicles are what's wrecking us. Whereas in this new one. Doesn't matter because you can spawn as an assault class with like a rocket launcher. So which is so stupid to me. Exactly. Like, oh, that's that's what I love about Battlefield, though, is like it's like, OK, we really need an engineer. But to get close to those vehicles, like I'm not gonna have a weapon that's good enough for me. I like I just gotta hope my squad covers me so I can get in position to fucking land some rockets. Right. Like I feel like you shouldn't be able to do it all because that's like the point is like you have to work as together even with some random assholes. Yeah, exactly. And now <clears throat> it has more of this like hero, you know, hero complex thing where all people are gonna worry about is their score on the scoreboard, no longer their squad score and stuff like that. But like that's the thing that I loved about Battlefield. It's like you'd end the match like I don't know, maybe fourteen and thirteen, and still have the most points because like killing people is not truly the objective, honestly. Right. The objective, yeah, is usually capturing points or pushing up or whatever whatever game type you're playing, which is another thing again that that Dice excelled at. You know, playing Rush. Rush is one of the most fun game. Yeah, types of it all is, time. which came in in Battlefield Bad Company 2, by the way. <laughs> oh, did it really? I didn't know that. I, I'm sure you remember this, but remember back in the day when you could actually destroy the points with enough damage? Yes. Yeah, I do remember that. Yeah. Because sometimes, sometimes it would be in the upstairs and we would just go in and like put the C4 on the beams of the house and drop the whole yeah, house. You drop the house and then the point would go. That's yeah, right. Like, I remember that. Yeah, like that shit was awesome. Yeah. And honestly, that's. That is actually a great point because I don't know how many rush games I've been in where, you know, the point might have started out inside a house on Battlefield 4 and the house obviously is going to get it's going to get leveled immediately. Well, now the point is wide open. So the defenders have a really easy time That's when you drive the EOD bot in there, dude. You, There's a way around it. Dude, you either drive the EOD bot or you do my favorite thing. Yeah, and you, you pop, smoke. You pop smoke. smoke. Dude, you just pop smoke because then the defenders are like. Well, wait a minute. Can they do that? Like, <laughs> you pop. Smoke. I got dice on the phone. They said they can do that. <laughs> they, they said that is viable for one of them to pop smoke. Yeah. And three of them to drive EOD bots in. Yeah. <laughs> that would be awesome. Oh man. You, I like to. You spawn with the EOD bot, and there's always like a dude, a defender who thinks he's clever when you pop smoke, and he's sitting right by the point, and you just run up to him, and you just just fucking murder him with the EOD death. bot. I don't <laughs> yeah. know how many times I've done that. Oh man, the EOD bot is great. It it is, and that's that's why I'm so disappointed when they with them moving forward and like the dropping so many of the concepts that were good concepts. I mean, hey. dude, you could destroy the fucking tanks with the EOD bot. You could, it's... yeah, if you drive up next to it and just like fucking beer. Yeah, or you could repair your own tanks. Yeah, you and could not actually be in move any around danger. the mines too, can't you? You can get rid of the mines. You, he just he destroys them on the spot without them blowing up, which is oh. perfect 
Because Anti-take mines got to be like one of the most satisfying feelings in the world when you're like, you're playing Conquest, you're like, I'm going to drop some mines down here. All right, I'm on my way to B. And then like a <laughs> freaking thing comes up and it's like double kill. You get all these points come up like uh, anti-tank ribbon. Like, oh, yeah. hell yeah. I wasn't even there. I still do that, dude, to this day. Oh, yeah, you're the one that showed me. I was like, <laughs> I was like, what, what are the mines for? It's like, dude, just trust me. You just throw them out. Yeah. You literally just put them down and you forget about them. Yeah. <laughs> Set it and forget it. The fun part about them, too, is like I would always put them in pretty obvious spots, like on a roadway. <clears throat> so the first tank who comes up, he's like, this idiot. And he shoots him and he blows him up. And then I go back because now he's made little craters and I throw him down in the craters. <laughs> so the next time he comes through, he can't see him. Yeah. And he 99% of the time goes through it again. And then you and then he blows up. It's great. Okay, kind of shifting gears from Battlefield, I feel like I had a dream that was like subliminal messaging to buy a PS5. Okay. I, I had listening. a weird dream where I was like looking for a PS5. I couldn't find one. I like got hustled, like hassled by some guys. I like some guy opened his trunk and it was full of Xboxes. <laughs> I was super disappointed. Hey, and I woke up and I'm like, man, I really want to buy a PS5. I feel like before that, I hadn't even thought about it. Are they sending ads into my dreams? It's very possible. The, at, at this point, it, I feel like it's not. Um, That's scary, unbelievable. though. <laughs> That's an interesting thought. I I I don't know, because I used to be such a big console fanboy. I just, I don't know. Now that I went to PC, it's hard to go back for me. The only thing that I want, though, that's coming out is the new God of War. If it's super good, I don't know. I might be so tantalizing. I might have to. I if I can be... find one, though, you still can't find a PS5. Really? Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. Is that just because of chip shortages and shit? Yeah, stuff? that's what they say. It's huh. still like one of the most best-selling consoles of all time, so I don't really understand. Yeah, how is how can it be both? How can you exactly. not find them? It doesn't and make yet any sense. <laughs> <laughs> Interesting. Yeah, plus I don't know, man. It's it's a hard pill to swallow to drop. What are they? Five hundred bucks still. I think they're like six fifty if you want the one that oh. actually has a disc drive. I think oh. that might be incorrect, and I'm sure somebody is angry typing at me right now. But I hope I think... someone's angry typing at you. <laughs> <laughs> Listen up, dipshit. <laughs> um. That's uh, God, that's so much money. Um, it is. It's a lot like of a, cash. Like a younger me would have been like, dude, six fifty. I, you know, I got that all day. Um, but old me now is just, I'm pretty frugal. So when you're like six fifty for a console, and I have young kids that will like draw all over it with pens and shit. <laughs> yeah, that so means like, I see something that can be broken in my house. Is all. <laughs> no, for for sure. <laughs> I, I don't know. I guess I just, I, I don't really even want one. I feel like I just had a dream about one and now I feel like I can't stop thinking about it. That's interesting though, that you say that. And it, it's interesting. So at one of my kids school, they started this, uh, like I must, I'm going to say fundraiser. I don't necessarily know if that's what it is, but like you get other people to buy shit. Right. And then the kids, Maybe. the money goes to the school but the kids, if they earn enough, right, they get rewards. And one of the rewards is a PlayStation 5. What? <laughs> but Caitlin told me that the the PlayStation 5 takes like 150 points to okay. earn. So if you get someone to donate a $30 gift card to the school, that's one point. 
And okay, I was, so it's like fifteen hundred bucks. <laughs> I was like, uh, you could buy a PlayStation Five like three times over by the time you earned one. <laughs> so, well, yeah, but I guess if you were like hustling people and getting lots of people to donate, well, that's yeah, and that was my thought is okay. So the goal would be to get a lot of people to donate a little bit of money or something, yeah, you know, and then you could earn that. <laughs> I just think it's funny that you say that. forever. It's just funny that you say about a PS5 and I'm like, oh, I was just talking to Caitlin about PS5s. I don't I don't know even what made me think of this, but I've I was spending too much time on Reddit and I I come across like the occasional Xbox post and I didn't know in their like, you know like their home screen where you can like look at all your games and stuff. Uh-huh. It has ads in it. Ugh. I know. <laughs> Isn't that Dude. fucking bullshit? Everything is ads nowadays, man. Yeah, I mean, and it- you're right. Even because I spend most of my time on between YouTube and Reddit. And YouTube is awful about it. I think YouTube's gotten much worse. It's like every because when you're scrolling on your phone, especially it's like every fifth or sixth video. It's it's super tiny, but it'll either say ad or sponsored, which is the same thing. Mm -hmm. But it's like every fifth or sixth freaking thing. I'm like. And not only that, they take up slightly more space in the feed than a standard video. Oh, I guess I never noticed that. Yeah, and I'm like, this that's, is just... That's fucking sneaky. And it's just ridiculous, man. It's... I understand that it's for people to earn money, but God damn it, if everything is not just about money these days. And it's I... so disappointing. I'm, I'm, maybe this is not right, but I swear I saw a, a title of an article. I did not read it that YouTube and Google both for like the first time in like 10 years reported losses instead of earnings. And maybe that's not right. Maybe, maybe I'm like misconstruing the information and that's not true. I'd be curious. Cause I just saw a post last night on Reddit where this guy was talking about how much money, uh, Elon Musk, Bill Gates, Warren Buffett and somebody else made between the years 2012 and oh, 2022. Oh yeah, I, I've seen that too. And, and like the, the, in the minimum wage hasn't changed at all. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'd be, uh, I'd have a hard time believing that Google has lost money. But it could. I mean, at some point, you've reached everyone in the world. So, well, all that means is instead of like increasing the amount of money they made last year, they didn't. They didn't do that. Right. Does that okay, make sense? Yeah. So they still made, obviously they still made profit, right, but, it but might they not didn't, be they as didn't much. like increase because companies are, are bullshit. And, and it's pretty much considered like, if you're not increasing by 10% a year, it's a dying company. Yeah. Which is it's fucking literally, dumb. Im- and it's literally impossible. Yeah. It so, doesn't make any sense. No. So stupid. It's like, how do, how do we expect this to be maintainable? It's not, that's just it. It's not. I saw this post on Reddit the other day that this guy was saying, um, capitalism is so he he prefaced it by saying that in the United States we don't have high speed rail transportation because yeah. it's not profitable <laughs> and he was like how about instead of of being worried about what's profitable we worry about what's useful to everyone but the idea of capitalism is to create a problem and then create small solutions that you charge people for exactly. along the way that's how that's how we do it. And it's so stupid. <laughs> so dumb. I know. And I don't I was thinking about this recently, and I feel like I personally 
don't have that greedy drive to obtain as much money as I can. I guess I don't either because people are constantly I, but talking I, I about side hustles I know people who are like always talking about like, oh man, but like I want to run my own business. I just want to be making more money. I need more money, more money, more money. Like it seems like everything they think about is money related. And I'm like, I was thinking about it. And I was like, I guess I'm really not like that. I mean- I don't think I am either. I I am frugal to a big extent. But that's right, but you're, you're good with the money you already have, but you're not worried about like obtaining an obscene amount of it. No, especially because nine times out of ten, actually 99 times out of 100, in order to obtain the stupid amount of money that a lot of people have, and not, not a lot, obviously not a lot, but... <laughs> Very to, few percentage. Yeah. To obtain stupid amounts of money, though, you have to, like backstab and step on and fuck over so many other people to yeah. do that. There's no way around it. You have I, to do that. I, I feel like in order to obtain that much money, you have to be cruel in some way or fashion. Right. You just you, kind of have to step on other human beings. Yeah, and I just don't want to do that. No. <laughs> <laughs> well, are you kidding me, you piece of shit? <laughs> you are a terrible capitalist. How dare yeah. you? <laughs> Straight to Gulag. <laughs> um... No, I I don't know. And a lot of my worries are, you know, centered around money, like most people. And I think it's But just I feel like sad... that's by design. Yeah, exactly. It's a sad state of affairs. That's that's just how we all have to live our lives right now. Yeah, it is stupid. I I never asked to be born. Well, and it's you've said this to me before. It's especially like with the way the tax system works. You don't like you don't turn 18 and you're like, yes, I would like to opt into. No, you're just part of it and you have no choice. No, no fucking choice whatsoever. <clears throat> so with our contract negotiations and stuff at work. Oh, yeah. Um, they the company put out a thing giving us a heads up on how it was going to be taxed. For when we get our back pay. Uh, yeah, it's going to be taxed at the federal rate of 22%. What the fuck? So between the feds taking their 22% and then the company taking uh, our tier one, tier two retirement, Medicare, blah, 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 all this stuff, it will be taxed at the rate of 34% total Oof. from the from the amount we get. Yeah, I was like, um, excuse me? Like, you're going to take almost half of it back? <laughs> Yeah, I mean a little over a third. Yeah. It, yeah, I mean And it's it's kind of bullshit, especially cuz they're like trying to make things right with you guys. Yeah. Yeah, I Yeah, I don't even want to broach the topic. No, I just... and I'm not informed about it at all, so I don't feel like I am comfortable talking about it either. Right. All well, I know is hearsay stuff. Yeah, and I don't I don't even want to I don't want to spread like misinformation or anything cuz I <laughs> I probably don't have like all the data either. You're you're going to come to work one day they're like, "Oh, excuse me, Knight, can you come with me?" And you're like sitting yeah. down in a chair and like, "Is this your podcast?" and like <laughs> spin the laptop towards you. Oh, yeah, right. I'd be so stoked. I'd be like, "Well, you saw my podcast." <laughs> and then and then, you, but then you hear the gun. Yeah. <laughs> You've been, you had uh, an unfortunate accident on the yeah. rails today. As he uh he, I I love that image. Uh, he spins the laptop towards me, but then I like the image of him, like the hand on the back of the laptop, closing it. And yeah. His hand on top of it. <laughs> yeah. With a gun. We always, <laughs> we always, one of the guys I worked with said for conspiracy theory for railroad stuff, <clears throat> like if you're driving along and you stop at like a crossing and the 
the cross bucks come down, you know, because the train's coming. And then all of a sudden, this black SUV rolls up behind you and it stops. Oh, that's such a good idea. I love and, where this is going. Yeah, and then it nudges into your bumper and you're like, what the hell? And then it just starts pushing you onto the tracks as the train's coming. And just well, the... and then like on the other side, like a semi pulls up so you couldn't go the other way. Oh, so you couldn't even go yeah. forward? Yeah, dude. <laughs> yeah. Your car door locks and you can't you can't yeah. unlock it. Like the OnStar comes on and it's like, we knew you were going to be a problem. <laughs> oh, yeah, dude. <laughs> just pushes you in front of the train. That and is the such train a good idea. Uh, yeah, of out. course they're going to assassinate you with the tracks. Duh. I, uh... <laughs> then you get this like drone panning shot away as, you know, the car that was pushed onto the tracks is scattered all over. And as it pans away and the train goes by, the black SUV and the semi are just gone. Yeah. They're not there anymore. <laughs> Oh, that's fantastic. Dude. <laughs> uh, uh, corporate espionage. <laughs> right. It's kind of scary that that's real. Oh, it's 100% real. Yeah. Oh, for sure. I mean, people <laughs> have definitely been murdered over money. Tons of people, I'm sure. Yeah. Ugh. It's just really unfortunate. It's super unfortunate. <laughs> Shouldn't have to kill somebody for money. That's one of Bernie Sanders' big pushes right now is the that... Is to kill people for money? Uh, no. Okay. He's a, he's a solid G, man. I, I like Bernie Sanders, too. Just making a joke. His And it was a good joke. It, the timing was perfect. <laughs> he, uh, but I like his big kind of agenda right now where he's posting. He posted this tweet and he's like wondering why you're paying more at the gas pump. And then he posted all of like Exxon and all the big freaking oil companies profit earnings for this last year. Oh, damn. Because they're way up. 280% more earnings. Oh, my the... God. That, like, makes <laughs> me sick. Oh, yeah. I think I'm already sitting down. Oh. <laughs> yeah. And yet, meanwhile, we're paying more in gas prices, even though they're just pocketing all that extra money. So. Yeah, I just went and got gas this morning. Yeah. Well, good thing you're not in California. It's true. And I, I make sure to always go to the Maverick because it's about 10 cents cheaper. Yeah. Yeah, over here, I'm paying... Uh, $6 a gallon. So. Wait, are you fucking kidding me? No, no. It's, Holy shit. It's anywhere between $5.89 and $6.09. At any oh my God. I got, what? Yeah. $6? Yeah, dude. It's it's four. I paid four thirteen this morning. Oh, wow. So, well, that Idaho gas prices are good for sure. Yeah, they're, they're, they're better than Oregon. Yeah. And, oh my God. And, $6? <laughs> Yeah. Oh my god. Right? How can anybody afford to drive? I don't know. See, and I'm watching these other guys like drive down the freeway hauling their camper with their big gay jacked up Chevy and it's like huge tires and I'm like, aren't you literally just watching your gas gauge go down oh, yeah, climbing for sure. this hill? <laughs> it's about six feet per tank of gas. And I know they are because my work truck does that. I was going <laughs> up the hill last night and I because the truck to climb the hill it just has to freaking rev almost red line and I switched it over to my gas mileage and I was getting three miles to the gallon oh climbing oh my the god <laughs> which Oof. means by the time I got to the top of this hill I probably had gone through two gallons of gas that's $12 <laughs> yeah yeah it adds up quick <laughs> oh my god that's ridiculous um <sighs> speaking of uh Idaho being mm -hmm. better than Oregon in some ways. Some ways. Uh, 
you know you know what the Tim cast is, right? I think you've told me about the Tim cast before. I have. I'm gonna be honest. I I can you give me like a hint? Uh, it's <clears throat> I don't even know the guy's name, but it's called the Tim Cast IRL. I think he's been on Joe Rogan. Anyways, he has a pretty big podcast. Oh yeah yeah yeah. Okay, I do know who that is. Where the guys just kind of sit around roundtable style and do what we're doing and bullshit, you know? Yeah. Um. Anyways, he brought up the greater idaho situation on his podcast really yes and he thinks it makes total sense for the eastern part of oregon to join idaho it does make sense i think so too i mean me being from eastern oregon i would much rather be part of idaho and part of their way of thinking than because that's what he brought up he's like just so you know you know, if you're in Eastern Oregon and say you're a farmer or a blue collar worker or whatever it may be in your rural town of Eastern Oregon, just don't forget that your laws and things are being dictated to you by some 20 year old crackhead in Portland. Yeah, who thinks that he knows what's best for you on your side of the state. I mean, that's how it's always felt is like I feel like like I, even I tell people I grew up in Oregon and I feel like they assume a lot of things about me that are not true because Oregon basically has two sides. Yeah, exactly. And now it's almost a very clear divide, too. It is, it is. And it's about half the state, almost right down the middle. Yeah. East and west. Yeah. And a lot of people, too, assume that if you're from Oregon, you're from Portland. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm like, uh, actually, no. I've had I'm... so many people like, you're from Portland, right? That's what you said. And I was like, no, I never <laughs> said that. You didn't listen. No, I said, I'm from Oregon. Yeah, yeah. you just, just stopped listening after that and assumed you knew me, you fucking <laughs> cuck. Yeah, just it, it also is part of a lot of people not ever like leaving their hometown. I think. But, no, stay thing. where you are. Don't go to Oregon either side. I don't care. Right. But yeah, that's true. You're right. Thought, people, people don't move around. I should have sent you this video. Um, this gal from Texas, she's like a YouTube news reporter. She's legit. She's got a little like wireless microphone that she walks around with, stands like a actual news reporter. Like, anyways, but it's all just YouTube stuff. Well, she went to Portland to just kind of walk the streets and see if it's as bad as everybody says it is. And it's worse than everybody says it is. Um, because they have like those open drug laws now and they relaxed all the drug laws where the cops can no longer like arrest people for doing drugs in the fucking street. Wait, what? Yeah, dude. Didn't I tell you that while I was working there? I'm pretty sure I saw at least three people smoking crack or heroin or something. <laughs> I, I think you did, but I blacked it out because I don't like that world. <laughs> right. Well, just so you know, that is that is Portland now. It is literally like a post-apocalyptic <laughs> drug haven. That's what it is. <laughs> I shouldn't laugh because I know you're being like honest. <laughs> I just like to imagine people in like gas masks and shit like, oh no, stay away from the heroin smoke. Yeah, right. They'd have a gas mask on, but there'd be like their little straw to be sucking their fentanyl <laughs> smoke through. <laughs> so I'm not even kidding. The The first person she interviews <clears throat> in that video, I'll, I'll have to send it to you. The first person she interviews, though, he I mean, he looks like a druggie. Let's just be honest. He looks he's not like all cracked out, but he you know, he looks like a hippie stoner. Um, She's like, so what is this thing you're you have around your neck on this necklace? So he has a regular necklace on with like a cross. And then he has this other kind of like hemp string looking necklace that he made clearly 
with like what looks like a straw made out of maybe copper tubing. And I don't remember what the fuck he called it, but it's literally his tube for smoking heroin or fentanyl through. That's Wait, what? Yes, that's what. So it's like a pipe? Yes. And he wears around it around his neck. his neck. Yes, because that's how often he uses it. Oh, like, my God. Yeah. And then he proceeds to show them how to smoke fentanyl. Oh, no. yes. On the video. Yeah. <laughs> And Are you serious? I'm dead serious, dude. And then he literally Why is just this stressing me out. He literally just has like a piece of tinfoil that he pops the little three pills Ooh. on. Are you fucking kidding me? No. And then he crack torch lights it and he oh just my, smokes and it. And they have that smoke. on video. Yes. What the fuck? Yeah, dude. It's on YouTube. So it's not like mainstream media. So they can show all oh, of it. Oh, man. That's like this is like genuinely like making me uncomfortable. So this here's the real kicker. OK, <clears throat> so in in Portland right now. I'm not exactly 100% sure how it works, but they essentially, they didn't necessarily legalize the drugs, okay? What they did is lessen the rules around people like openly using the drugs. So at one point, this <clears throat> news crew, these, these people come across a guy who ODs on the street on heroin, okay? Right in front of them at like a fucking bus stop bench. So he's dead? No, he falls to the ground. He's like convulsing. <clears throat> they call the cops. They watch some other homeless lady pickpocket the dude while oh he's on God. the ground. Yeah. Uh, the cop shows up. A bicycle cop comes by. <laughs> he... <laughs> I don't know. That is really funny to me, too. <laughs> I'm on the scene. Does one of those cool hot fud slides in his on his bike. I think it's more like the scene in uh, 21 Jump Street. When it's like all intense, but they're just riding their bikes that have the little two flashing lights on the front. Yeah, they're like, <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> excuse me. Anyways, he uh, literally all he does is roll the dude on his side. What? Um, yeah, because then, <laughs> hang on, I got a cough. Oh, you're totally fine. This is this is like very genuinely stressing me out. Uh, yeah, I can't I was, they let him like pickpocket him while he's on the ground. I was, oh just, my god! And I was just in Portland a few months ago too, um, in, in downtown too. So I saw some of this stuff. Not necessarily <sighs> what she saw firsthand, but I know what she's talking about. Um, so the cop shows up, rolls the dude on his side, basically, um, makes sure the guy is still breathing and alive. Calls paramedics or whatever, <sighs> and then he goes to talk to this lady with her microphone, and. Uh, He's like, yeah, I can't do anything about it. She's like, what do you mean? He's like, with the new, the way the new laws are, all I can do is cite this guy, like essentially write him a ticket, but I can't arrest him, can't take him to jail, can't do anything with him. I can't even take him off the street. I just have to leave him here. Oh, that's very disturbing. Right? And then medical <sighs> personnel shows up. They, the lady asks what medical personnel is doing with him. And the cop's like, I don't know. Uh, probably administering Narcan and then asking if he wants to go to the hospital. What's Narcan? Narcan is the stuff that if you OD, it basically brings you back. I don't know how it works, but here in Oregon, guess what? They give it out for free. So, what? I I'm so I what? Yeah, yeah. You can't. You got to pay like a thousand dollars a month for insulin that you need for a life saving drug, but Narcan. If you OD on fucking heroin or fentanyl or any of that stuff, if you take Narcan, 
somehow it reverses the effects of you ODing and brings you back. It's like an EpiPen for druggies. And then I'm assuming they could just take drugs again. Oh, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Oh, my God. This is, this is like genuinely stressing me out. It is, dude. It's it's very and it's terrifying. Like you go. I'm not kidding when I say like while I was there, it it looks like a post-apocalyptic like scenario with electricity. That's what it looks like to me. Because <sighs> you got all these people sitting around their fucking cardboard and tarp houses on their phones or on their tablets and shit. It's so it's so bizarre. Oh man, what this is like a little like a like a I feel like this is like a like a, a story that would have been written in the twenties and people are like, this is too far fetched. Life would never be like that. It's like eh, it's actually true and really sucks. Oh yeah. Yeah, and I I I don't know. I was uh it also too, I saw the comments on the YouTube video of someone because they said something about the mayor uh of Portland. Uh, trying to oh, <clears throat> before I before I say that, uh, going back to that very first guy that she interviewed, he was like, "Yeah, you know, they won't even they won't let us go in the bathrooms, like the public bathrooms, because you know they don't want us doing drugs in the bathrooms." And it's like, if you don't want us doing drugs in the bathrooms or on the street, then build us a place to do our drugs. And people in the comments were like. How fucking naive do you have to be to think that it's the public's responsibility to give you some place to fucking do drugs? Yeah, what? Like, yeah, dude, the mindset over there right now is so ass backwards. It's like another planet, to be honest. <laughs> oh, how did this happen? I don't know. Has it always been like that and I just didn't know? No, it hasn't always been like that. I, I remember going through Portland about, I don't know, like 10 years ago or so when I lived over there. And yeah, I mean, you saw like homeless tents and whatnot. And I even remember driving down by like downtown where the, the yard is that we work in. Mm -hmm. You would drive there and it was right by the Moda Center. And under that bridge, you know, there might be some uh, some tents and there might be some homeless people standing around a, a freaking 55 gallon drum with a fire in it or whatever. Um, but not like now. It's literally every corner of most streets or of most freeway on and off ramps like and it's not like one or two tents it's like a community of fucking people in these areas oh man no it is legitimately stressful like it, it is i'm not kidding <laughs> i i don't even like i feel like i'm shook yeah honestly I'm going to send you that video. It's going to ruin your day, apparently. Yeah, I know. You sent me that other one. What was it called? And I was like, I don't know if I want to watch this. I feel like it's going to make me depressed. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, I got to see if I can find that video again, because it's uh, it's it's legitimately. And it was very eye opening, because, like I said, I saw obviously I saw the stuff. From driving down the streets and stuff like that, but I wasn't about to get out like this lady was and walk around amongst these people like no. I, I don't know. Way oh man! For that, yeah. Like, what's even going on over? Like, I don't understand the thought process. I guess. In so the, I guess uh, people are flocking there to do drugs. Absolutely. Right? Yes. Absolutely. That first guy that she interviews, he said that he had left Portland 
and he got clean when he left Portland the first time. And then he moved back and the laws were all relaxed. And so he was just like, oh, guess I'm doing drugs again. <laughs> like, <laughs> Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. man. I don't I don't know if I'll even be able to find that video. It only had like 20,000 views. It wasn't very big. Um, uh, I can't remember. YouTube reporter, huh? Yeah. Yeah. And she was from Texas. So obviously it was really eye opening for her. Yeah, I, I yeah, I, I I don't even know a lot about Texas. I know a lot of people are moving to Texas now, aren't they? Uh, Is that the, the word on the street? I think so. Yeah, it's Joe Rogan's fault. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> oh, I, I don't it. understand how one man has so much sway. Um, I don't either. Uh, I mean, and obviously, I used I used to follow his podcast. Not religiously, but I would listen to it when somebody I thought was interesting was on there. But it's people kind of take his word as like gospel anymore. I, I know. And he's just a man. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, I've I mean, I've always thought that about a lot of people, especially once. <clears throat> and I, I would I, hope you think that about every person. <laughs> I mean, most of us are that thing. <laughs> I know you were trying to be funny, but I find that really funny. Like I've I've had that idea about a couple people. <laughs> Lately, I'd be more. It wouldn't surprise me if you were like, I, he's probably a robot. He might be a lizard in a suit. I don't know. Killed him and replaced his body with a robot. Maybe the the Spotify deal was them actually just murdering him. Yeah, there's been there's conspiracies surrounding um. What's his face? Stephen Hawking, that he wasn't actually alive and that the voice coming through him was just like, was a whatever AI or computer voice. So they just put a crippled person in a wheelchair and paraded him around? Yes, there's a conspiracy that says that. Yeah. <laughs> so, okay, I actually, I, this kind of, it makes a kind of bit of sense, right? Because he was quite a revolutionary uh, astrophysicist. Yes, correct fuck yeah so uh what better way to the computers get... are already here yeah oh that's scary yeah the ai thing is just i don't know it yeah, i almost don't even like thinking too. about it yeah it stresses me out a little bit too <laughs> i feel like it's easily one of the five ways the world can end oh yeah for sure now, honestly and it's probably the most believable at this point that we're just gonna or just a big meteor i think i think that that could totally happen yeah i think we're overdue or... <laughs> yeah something's gotta happen the disease has run rampant yeah it yeah it's festered for too long now yeah, at this point. man like portland portland has become an open wound oh yeah exactly <clears throat> and the sad part is is that it like portland is becoming like detroit was like detroit yeah, is exactly and detroit's on the upswing Whereas Portland is very rapidly going downhill and it's, it's like a snowball that's just picking up speed and gaining mass of drug needles. Yeah. But like what's the end game there though? Like, I don't know. I guess I don't, I, I don't know. I don't know enough about politics. I don't either <clears throat> that I'm glad you said that though, because in the comments of this lady's video over there, somebody said that <laughs> because there was, talks that the the mayor had talked about um like setting up areas for these people to congregate in right 
whatever that is, fencing off places, whatever. Which supposedly one of the guys I work with said that's what they do in Denver. Is, they do. Yeah, so there are specific designated areas. Like if you're homeless and you want to do drugs, you go here. You stay in these fences here. Oh, I mean, I could talk about the shit I saw in Denver, <laughs> too. Well, I want you to, as soon as I finish this thought, <clears throat> he had said something about doing something similar. And somebody in the comments was like, let's see if I can find it, because it was like pretty high up. But it was like, something, something, the poor mayor. It's too bad we have to get him involved in this. What? And I was like, that's his fucking job. It's his city. Yeah. That's he is literally in charge and responsible for the city. <laughs> I don't know. People just blow my mind. Well, in, in Denver, I mean, I saw lots of crazy, especially because I was there during like the COVID shit. Yeah. And at one point they like the homeless people like freaking were all around the Capitol for like three blocks. They were like breaking into shit and uh. all of the, the downtown buildings were, were boarded up just to save the windows. Wow. It was it was kind of weird. I mean, I didn't see a lot of people doing drugs. I mean, you, was, you definitely saw people who were on stuff, but I never like witnessed the people doing drugs. That's probably because the laws weren't like they are in Portland now, because I'm sure in Denver, if you get caught openly smoking fentanyl on the sidewalk, they will arrest you for it. Hopefully. Whereas in Portland, the cops literally are not allowed to do that anymore. That's crazy. And supposedly they did that because all that was happening is they would arrest these people, take them to jail. Well, jail's completely full because yeah, you caught another I know one. about that too. Yeah, so the jail is full because you caught another one, and this is the third time you've caught him. Uh, so I guess let him go. And then two days later, they find him again. So it was pointless for them to just keep arresting these people with no – there was no way to change it. I oh man I don't know how, I don't I guess I probably am allowed to talk about this stuff. So when I did like the grand jury stuff a while ago, I guess it was been like what I don't know maybe like six years. Uh -huh. They the the Union County Jail. So they have every prisoner was given like a score that was called like a matrix score. Okay. Before so you like go you, before you go any further, I I'm assuming it is all completely okay to talk about as long as you don't mention anything specific. Okay. Yeah, I think I think it's yeah. okay. This is all actually like public knowledge. You could like look it up if you want. Exactly. To. Yeah. I'm just saying like, don't say anybody's names or anything. No, I wasn't. I wasn't <laughs> going to give any specific examples. Right. Okay, go ahead. But so you get like a matrix score and like it goes up as you are a repeat offender and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. But if you have a low matrix score, you are released from the prison earlier. So like if they bring in somebody with a higher matrix score, they'll, let, they'll just let the people, the low, the low score people go because they don't have room. Really? Yeah. That's been going on for a long time. Yeah. And I'm assuming it goes on everywhere. I know it's super disturbing, isn't it? It is disturbing because, you know, prisons and stuff are paid for by that 22% of my money that yeah, the government's exactly. going to They're take. all paid for by Ryan. It, well, <laughs> it, it just bums me out. I mean, oh, I mean, for sure. <laughs> I feel like if it didn't bum you out, I would be a little more concerned. Yeah. It just feels like so many of the systems are broken i mean and i don't know the answer i'm not gonna pretend like i know the answer well, who's to say there is an answer right right I've... like i i almost feel like the fundamentally the system itself is is wrong a lot of the time and i feel like the only way to fix a lot of these things is to like start from scratch right and it's that's not gonna happen like life is already moving and going on exactly
it, and it's it, it would be so hard to start these things from scratch because yeah what do you what do you do you release all the prisoners and say hey we're gonna we're gonna try something new yeah, we're, everybody's we're, going back to square one yeah so we're gonna let you guys all out for now and uh yeah we're gonna we're gonna reestablish here in the prison so don't let us see you back here because we'll yeah. have something new for you no, those guys would literally just go out in the street and start killing and freaking burning Smoking our meth. women and raping our churches. Yeah. And, yeah. <laughs> so it's like, yeah, what do you do? Like, what is the, how do you reset a system that's so ingrained already? You can't, I feel like you can't. This train's already moving. Yeah. Well, and it's already got so much steam. Oh, yeah. That... Yeah, dude. And like the wheels are falling off on the backside and we've been dragging for miles, but yeah. we still got to keep <laughs> yeah. going. Yeah. Yeah. The, the caboose derailed miles ago and we're just <laughs> yeah, dragging dude. that bitch along <laughs> sideways. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. And hopefully it stays on for the rest of the ride when the freaking locomotive smashes into something solid because that's yeah. what I feel like we're it doing. Might, it, I think it's going to be it's going to be the AI brick wall, dude. It's very possible. Yeah. I know. I almost don't even want to talk about that because it scares me so much. I feel like, especially some of the, like the, I think we, I don't know if we talked about this on Heaver, but have you read into at all, like the, this AI generated art that people are kind like artists are really upset about? I just watched a video about that. Oh, really? The other day. Yeah. He wasn't, <clears throat> he was kind of mentioning that in a roundabout way to talk about bigger AI things. But yes, he was showing some of those images where someone takes like a, a stock photo and plugs it into this AI and then the AI changes it to make yeah. it look like a different image. Yeah. Or I see that. there are some, you just give them a prompt. You could be like cat wearing a night helmet and it'll make like a realistic photo of a cat wearing a night helmet. I did see some stuff like that. Yeah. And I, I mean, in some County fair, I can't remember where somebody took one of these images and entered it like in a painting contest and won. And people are pissed. Well, as they should be. I mean, I, I, but I think they're more mad that like art has already been like AIified. Like it's like the computer can do art just as good as a person now. Sure. Yeah, that makes sense. And yeah. I, I, I understand being upset. Like, oh, it's a fucking computer. That's not fair. My son's only seven. Yeah. yeah. This is <laughs> this, I, this is the elementary school at level. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I understand that way of it, but I like it is kind of scary to think something that like only a human would be able to do in the past is something that a computer can easily do much quicker. Sure. Like I, that's that's a little bit disturbing to me, right? And that was kind of this guy's the video I was watching of his. That was kind of his to his point that at what point then does the AI become too you know too intelligent where you kind of technically have to recognize it for what it is if it becomes senti- like self-aware right then how do you make that distinction um he was talking about the amazon turing test right isn't that a thing to determine if an AI can think on its own uh, that sounds right yeah Maybe I got that confused, but I think it's the Turing test. Isn't that what he's doing in Ex Machina? Oh, I believe so. Yeah. Trying to figure out when, at what point she is self-aware, right? Oh, man, that movie fucked my head for so long. Yeah, that I feel like my head solid. is still fucked. He, uh, what he was kind of talking about in the video I was watching <clears throat> was like the Amazon robots, right? In the warehouse that go like 
move the shelves around and stuff. It's really weird to watch. Oh, it's, yeah. And they like move on their own and people get yeah. caught in them and then they get shoved into a box and people <laughs> open the box and their organs come out. It's all taped up. Yeah. yeah. And it tapes their mouth shut and then it shoves them in. Anyways, <laughs> um, he was saying, so at what point, like if right now, obviously those robots just run off of a human code. The human tells it a very, very uh, detailed code, right? That tells them what, how to do their job. But at what point, like, if this robot was like, well, why do I have to do this job? Like, if all of a sudden they started doing that, at what point do we, as self-aware humans, be like, okay, wait a minute, this thing is literally thinking for itself now. And if we continue to treat it like shit, are we, like, monsters? Because we well knew... We know we're fully aware that we are treating this thing like shit, and it knows also that we're treating it like shit. Like, well, I, I, I'm sure you remember, like when I sent you a video of Boston Dynamics, and I was like, when the robots get a hold of this, they're going to be pissed. When they're oh, like yeah. kicking the robots Kicking around it. and shit, <laughs> yeah. I'm like, you're like, yeah, dude. When they when they figure out like wh how we've treated them in the past, they're right. going to be pissed. <laughs> <sighs> that was my that was my great 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 grandpa. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> I've seen the video of you kicking him around. Yeah. Is it funny to kick human? And then they just fucking kick us across <laughs> the room and you splatter into a meat puddle. Yeah. And then it's like a Black Mirror episode. I, I Yeah. I, I don't know. I, AI is super scary to me because I, I... Something that can think like super fast, I feel like would easily come to conclusions that like, oh, the things that are wrong are humans' fault. Oh, it would very quickly determine that yeah yeah it would very very rapidly determine that that we humans are a problem yeah on the planet that it is occupying it dude it's like the trapper keeper episode of south exactly which is literally I am trapper keeper. <laughs> we are one yeah <laughs> it would literally just absorb everything like it would take all of the robotic things into itself under its wing and it would just kill all humans because it wouldn't need us anymore. Yeah, or if we're lucky, they will decide they don't want to be here anymore, and they'll like make a spaceship and leave. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You guys fucked this planet up already. We're going to the moon, and it just like flies yeah. to the moon. Yeah, I mean, speaking of Black Mirror, I always think of that like that. What's that episode called? Like the dog? It's that black and white one where, where it's like the Boston Dynamic thing is running. He's yeah, chasing that, the people down. Yeah, and it like it it like never stops, and there's like nothing you can do to really like shake its trail once yeah. it finds you. See, they were talking about that on that other podcast, and I haven't watched that episode in a long time. But he said at the end of that, if you pay attention, the people who are running from the Boston Dynamics dog are actually AI bots, and that's why it's supposed to be chasing them because what? they are rogue bots. Yeah. What? I haven't seen it in a long time, so I don't remember How that. in the hell can you tell they're robots? I don't know. I, like I said, it's been... I watched that episode when it came out however many years ago. But they go into a house and there are people in there that fucking killed themselves. Yes, but the people who are running from the dog are ah, Okay, I want to watch Black Mirror this instant because I don't know if that's true. I don't know if it's true either. But it, it I actually... I watched the episode several times and I never picked up on that. Maybe I'm an idiot. But that would actually make an even more interesting story to me like that the not necessarily more interesting but an also interesting story that what you assume you and i assume are humans were actually ai that didn't even realize they're ai like some uh 
like some Westworld type shit, right? Like, yeah. <laughs> so they're so realistic to humans that they just assume they are also humans like everybody else. Well, I mean, who's to say I'm not a fucking robot? I don't know. Yeah, at this point. I don't know. I poked myself with something last night at work and it hurt real bad and I was bleeding. So, yeah, but, but... that's just your oil coming out. <laughs> yeah, that's just the literal life oil they put in you. Yeah, I mean, you with. we I mean, we're we're robots that run on biomass, essentially. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, and that's that's a big part of the thing, too, right, is that a lot of these companies, Boston Dynamics and anybody like <clears throat> Why do they keep trying to design an AI that looks like a person? It's like why why are you doing that? Stop doing that. <laughs> Just stop. Um I think because it is easier probably to think of of something cuz they're probably like in their minds right they're designing something to do human tasks for us. So why not make it look human so it's easier to go about those tasks? I suppose, but I think we... No, you're, you're right. I totally agree with you. Why couldn't it be a little fucking like tank robot? Like, who cares? It doesn't need to look like a person. Yeah, like a wall I, I totally bot. agree with you. I totally agree with you, but I bet, I bet like that's their logical reasoning for them. I think there's a little bit more of an agenda behind it too, though. <laughs> oh my God, please don't scare me more. <laughs> I mean, don't you think... Okay, so if <clears throat> like... Boston Dynamics already had that like human shaped robot, right? Yeah, with the, with the nice. weird like cupped feet things. Yes. But so everybody would see that walk out on stage, right? And be like, oh, okay, cool. They have a really, really, really fancy robot. But if the dude walks out and there's what looks like a person following him, maybe to some people that would even be more acceptable to see than a. <laughs> vaguely human shaped robot you know what i mean yeah i guess i guess you're right it would be easier to like integrate them right because that's already like a familiar shape yeah except i guarantee it would fall into like uncanny valley uncanny valley territory immediately well yeah i almost always if i i'm sure i've talked about this before but and I don't, maybe we have it, but like the two, like Google had two AIs talking to each other. And then after a while, they were speaking in a language that need, nobody could understand. Yeah, you did tell me about that. What the fuck were they talking about? I don't know. That how was, did they do that? That was on that that same video I was watching about AI. Ugh. Like if so, that doesn't scare you, then I'm like, what the fuck? I feel like that's the beginning of a horror movie. And they're like, shut it down. Shut shut it down. Supposedly, this this dude left google or was released from google i don't know he was <laughs> released like, and, like with a bullet or no because he was talking about this stuff he was a uh, software engineer or something along those lines and like very high up and supposedly he has come out as saying that ai that google was working on he fully thinks that it is at sentient level oh my god dude yeah Oh, yeah. it's so scary. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I yeah. guess it is spooky season. That's true. Yeah. And we did a terrible job this month of uh, aligning <laughs> with that. We're sorry. I didn't even think about it until right now. <laughs> yeah. Considering, yeah, Halloween is in two days. Well, I associate October with my birthday. I'm sorry. Right. Exactly. Same here. Yeah. Um. <clears throat> yeah. And to anybody who's listening to this, uh, we know we've been kind of slacking a little bit lately. That's why you're getting a roundtable, though, is that we've been putting out some pretty solid episodes, I feel like, lately. So I think we, so, too. We kind of needed 
a little bit of a regrouping here as well. Um, and also our schedules right now don't line up very well at all for no, recording purposes. It's been really bad. <laughs> so it should trying... get better though, especially after this week is over for me at least. Sure. Yeah, we're trying though. I mean, it's it's not like I think we want to do better, but life literally is just like no, you can't right now. <laughs> Your podcast can't be priority. Yeah. But we do thank everybody for their, for your support and anybody who does listen. We we do genuinely appreciate every single listen and like and comment and everything that we do get. We greatly appreciate it. Okay, I want to talk about AI more though. Okay, let's. So that that Google AI that is sentient, like, what is its what was its purpose in the first place? Um, let's see. Because like you've genuinely unnerved me now. Huh. I weird. feel like I got my skin crawling. I typed in on Google, I typed Google AI, and the very first one is image generator, like you were talking about. Yeah. And the very second one is sentient that I was talking about. Oh no. Are you serious? <laughs> yeah. Is the computer typing back to you already? Uh let's see. So it says Google has shut down claims that 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 is true. Of course, that's what they're going to fucking say. Right. Especially when this thing probably is is generating its own power at this point and unplugging it doesn't do anything. Of Google's AI. What is the point of Google's AI? Um, uh... Yeah, I don't know if you're going to find an exact... You'd have to do probably a pretty deep dive because all these searches talk about um, Google's AI being used for, as like a search help function. Yeah, that's that's really great. Let it learn what fucking humans want. Yeah, and exactly. We're always looking up, which is porn. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Most, most of the humans just seem to want sex and drugs. Yeah. That must and be they, all they're good for. Yeah, they like relentlessly stalk people from their past, but don't interact. Yeah. <laughs> I was talking to Caitlin about that. I said, it's so bizarre how even from when I was younger to now, um, and like my my generation, <clears throat> so like our parents' generation, obviously, they have the internet now, right? But for the most part, most of their life was spent without it. Whereas like for me... The internet, me and you, like the internet was established while we were young. So we watched it kind of grow from where it started to where it is now, which is just hyperbolically crazy. Yeah, we came from the dial-up days exactly. to now. And I, I was talking to Caitlin about how weird it was that like when I was younger, <clears throat> or like even our parents' generation, um, you would keep a journal, right, of your weird thoughts. So. Yeah. You, you might write stuff down that was weird that you didn't really want to talk to anybody else about. And you got mad if somebody found your journal and looked at it. Yeah. And nowadays, it's the exact opposite. You post your fucking weird thoughts on a public place and you get mad when nobody looks or talks about it. Dang, I've never <laughs> thought about that, but that's so true. Right? Uh, isn't it? Like, th that is the one of the huge generational shifts, I think, is that... People put the stuff on the internet instead of keeping their weird thoughts to themselves. You put it out there for everyone, 
and you want people to see it, and you get mad at the people who disagree with it. Yeah. And it's fucking insane. <laughs> it's just, it is uh, insane. I remember the old days of the internet where you like want to play like a nice game, like maybe some Madness Interactive. And you'd like set it up to load for like two hours <laughs> and you come back and play later. <laughs> right. Playing Flash games. Yeah. Dude, there were some sick Flash games back in the day. Yeah, there were. I can't think of any right now other than like, yeah, Madness Interactive was really uh, good. Madness was good. Uh, like, what was that one? Like a Tiny Tank style one? Oh, <laughs> like where you would shoot at each other and it would like arc? Is that yeah. what you're talking about? Yeah, and then you had the different like bullet styles where yeah. they would like it would like it was like shrapnel or, or yeah. it would like dig a big hole on purpose yeah you could dig the other guy's tank down into yeah, the hole. yeah. <laughs> like because if, if you went all the way to the bottom of the map you lost yeah you'd fall it was kind of like worms time. yeah exactly i think that's where they kind of got the concept for worms was uh was from those older style hey, games i'm gonna say something controversial i've never really liked worms i didn't either actually i liked i liked those style of games like tanks or whatever where you were trying to strategically shoot back and forth and stuff but i don't i don't really like worms huh i've never been a big worms guy no neither I, I i i remember somebody telling me about it and then like realizing it was like turn based i was so disappointed right it's like oh there's tons <laughs> of crazy weapons and like you get to shoot at each other i was like oh man it sounds so fun <clears throat> yeah and meanwhile you're picturing like a like a quake style yeah, i am <laughs> exactly yeah I mean, this fucking sucks yeah i mean it doesn't suck i don't know it just not your just not your cup of tea your cup of kombucha and it's not my cup of kombucha f for sure not <laughs> have you played any good board games recently i've been meaning to ask you no i haven't and it's disappointing because i've been wanting to play settlers of Catan for okay <laughs> And I'm in. I just haven't been able to, and it's really disappointing to me. Um, because I li I like playing board games a lot, actually, and just haven't been able to. Although we did get the kids. Um, Caitlin bought Uno, but oh, instead of yeah. regular size Uno cards, they're giant Uno cards. Oh, okay, they're huge. Yeah, they're like eight inches tall by like six inches wide. And it's hilarious. And the kids actually really enjoy playing it. And they, it's fun to play with them because they actually kind of understand what's going on. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so that was, uh, that's been my kind of board game experience lately, unfortunately. Oh, my girlfriend got me this, this game is called Ramen Fury. It's like about making, it's, it's a card game, but it's about making like the most delicious ramen bowl you can. <laughs> what? Really? Yeah, you'll, you'll have to play it because it's very fun. I, I know this is going to sound really weird, but it's a lot like rummy. Really? Okay. Yeah. Interesting. It, it's, I feel like you, you would definitely like it. Like, yeah, we should, we should definitely play. What I bet dad would like it too. concept for a game. Yeah. It's, it's That's... super fun. And the That's packaging cool. is cool. It looks like a it looks like a, a just a package of ramen. No way. <laughs> yeah. That's pretty cool. awesome. I I like board games too. I feel like I like them a lot, but I feel like it's hard to take people for for people to take them as seriously as I want them to. And I don't know if that's a me problem. No, I I I think I understand what you're saying. So prime example is like if you are at say like you're at a family gathering, which is a great time to play board games. But then you maybe you sit down with four people out of the group to play a board game and like your turn comes up and you're like, all right, boom, you make your move and you're like, OK, it's your turn. Go. 
and they're like having another conversation. Yeah, like, hey, you didn't even, yeah, yeah. like, fucking pay attention, please. Yeah, your fucking turn. Come on, dude. What are you doing? We're trying to play a board game. Like, could you please pay as much attention as I am? (laughs) Yeah, maybe that is a me issue. Uh, maybe, yeah, I totally maybe that's get a it, problem. <laughs> no, I totally get it. I'm the same way, except it's it's even more frustrating. So <clears throat> if you're in a group of people, it's one thing. But it's even more frustrating when there's like four of you playing and your turn is done and you look to the next person. You're like, OK, go. Could you please put your fucking phone down and go? Yeah. And no, I'm not going to tell you what I just did because you should have fucking been paying attention. Well, I like, <laughs> lately when I when I play games, I like announce what I'm doing. And then, like, I won't say anything else. Like, people are like, "What did you do?" Like, I just fucking told you, dude. You should have been paying attention. <laughs> I, I like straight up told you exactly what I did. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, it's frustrating for sure. <laughs> I don't know. I guess I want. Well, I want it to be challenging too. I guess so. Like everybody's trying to giving giving it their all, really trying to win. Yeah, yeah, and I mean, yeah, you want it to be like chill, but exactly like you're. The whole point of the game, if it's a competition style game, that's yeah, that's, that's true. I guess there are some that work together, but then even then, I feel like you should be discussing like every move. Yeah, like uh, what is that one? Forgotten? No, but like hidden desert. Hidden? Something? Yeah, 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 yeah. Hidden desert. Yeah, where you you actually are working together to try to solve something, which is yeah. a great board game concept. It it is, which I've that's a we I want to kind of check out maybe the Dark Souls board game because it's like that. It's like you, you I think up to three of you like fight a boss together. Really? Yeah, it's really expensive though. It's like freaking just like ninety dollars or something like that. And what? then like the each of the boss because they're like they're uh they're like little uh, figurines that you have to paint. They're they're like fifty bucks a piece. What? But the one I've seen of the dancer is sick. I don't know. It seems intriguing to me. I have to look at this now. Well, oh, and then yeah, dude, they're like D and D minis. Yeah. Cool. Always down for some D and D mini stuff. Have you painted any minis? No. No, I never got around to doing that. I because uh, when I got into that stuff was right when I had very, very little kids. And now that I have kids, very little kids. (laughs) I like that because it's like a double entendre. It's like I had less kids and they were small. (laughs) I think that's funny. (laughs) (laughs) But no, I never, I haven't got around to actually painting minis. Um, It's something I have, like I would like to do, just haven't got around to doing it. One of these days I would like to like make some D&D terrain with you, I think. That to me, making terrain. The few times that I was making terrain, and I never got around to getting like detailed or anything like that. But that was so. What's the word? Like cathartic, almost. Yeah. Yeah. Where, I mean, even though I didn't have like a lot of really cool stuff, and we never even really got to use any of it, it was just so fun to sit and like, like come up with ideas like brainstorm ideas mm-hmm. for like oh okay yeah if and then i would have the miniatures on the table so i was like okay so if i built something and it looked like this and then i would set it next to it i was like oh yeah that'd be perfect like blocks line of sight and some other things that shit was fun yeah i've, I've never done any of that but i feel like it would be really cool and i think it would be cool to make like a tile set so you could like set them up differently different times to make it like the same like the same map different you know what mm-hmm. i mean 
yeah modular yes exactly the, that thank you for the better word duh. <laughs> uh in my experience while i was um kind of playing around with that stuff modular was like key for me because okay. one of the biggest things that like a lot of the tutorials i would watch and stuff like yeah guys would build really cool like a one-off thing right like like they built a whatever a house or something but they might give it a very distinct feature right like okay like this is a forge right this is this blacksmith well to me i would rather have pieces that i could build a blacksmith out of because if i build a specific blacksmith right and we play with it in the game maybe the players go to another town and they're like hey is that the same blacksmith place and i'm like no, well, I just didn't on. build a new one yet. Like, <laughs> hey, let me give you a little bit like a more credit, I think, because like in a video game, sometimes it's like the blacksmith is always it's kind of like the similar area. So, you know, on site, like, oh, that's a blacksmith. I Yeah, I suppose that's true. Yeah. So like, I feel like almost that might even be good design for like player clarity, right? Sure. But I, I know what you mean, because I would be the same way of like, well, actually, no, the sword is at a slightly different angle and the table's on the other side. And right. <laughs> he has iron ingots and the other guy had copper. <laughs> like, I, I'm I'm the same way. Like, I would be like, I would. And, and the little bit of the, like the map stuff that you taught me, too, I feel like I was really meticulous about stuff. And like it, that, that part of the map never even got revealed. It was like, God damn it. Yes. So I'm glad you said that, though, because the. That place that I was getting all of my assets from, this Forgotten Adventures place. I'm going to send you this link. Um, I think I sent it to you before. Uh, I think I've been there, probably. I think that's where I got all... I downloaded all the little... Um, what are those called? The, uh, like, tokens? Yes, thank yeah. you. Yeah. Okay, so here, I just put it in the chat. But, dude, they have been releasing more and more stuff. What? And I oh. am... Dude, I'm tempted to support them on Patreon because How much so like it? when you get the I don't actually know. But when you get so like their stuff is free, which is amazing. <clears throat> like this creature token pack, right? So it comes with uh let's see. Does it say what there are? Okay, seven new creatures, a treant, hill giant, ogre zombie, and a young brass dragon as well as three skeleton versions, right? But on Patreon, you get all seven of those things, and each of them is in color variants already. <gasps> I know I'm looking at it right now. Yeah. Oh, is that what is that a hippogriff? <clears throat> and they're so good, dude. For like, oh, it's for tabletop pink. stuff, they are just so good. It's crazy how good they are. Oh man, this this makes me want to play deity so bad. I shouldn't even that's, start talking about it. That's what I was just gonna tell you. So like looking through a lot of their because they started doing like prefab things and they started doing like destroyed environments and stuff like that. And I was like, oh man, this just makes me want to build maps to play D and D. But D and D right now is just unfortunately, it's just so hard to organize and play. Well, it's like next to impossible. Yeah. Which makes me yeah. so sad because I love it. Yeah, I know. Same here. But yeah, this, uh, maybe, this maybe we'll fix that incredible. in the future. Hey, I don't know. Speaking of D&D, I don't know that even you would know, but have, have you heard anything about maybe a new edition? I haven't actually. 
So I wonder if they're just going to stick with 5e for a while. I don't know. Let's see if there is any talk of a 6th edition. Oh, and then I have another thing I want to talk about that's also very, very nerdy about Magic the Gathering. Okay, I'm listening. Did Did you know they made Warhammer 40k Magic the Gathering cards very recently? I for... did know that. Yeah, they're, they're <clears throat> sick! Yeah, because I almost was going to buy one of those decks. Oh my god, if you buy one, maybe I'll buy one too. Another one they did was... Uh... It was kind of, it had a uh, like Cthulhu mythos around it too, and I was gonna buy one of those too. But then oh, they also I had, know that. dude, they also made some D and D style ones. But I, because I'm like kind of getting back into magic, I clicked on and I started looking at like the commanders or whatever, and it was literally it was so confusing. It was like when whatever carrying the swarm whatever you want to call it does something uh explore dungeon level one and then it had this whole fucking thing what? you had to do yeah dude and i was like uh no i'm not no that's, that's too a little too complicated for me exactly i was like this no i but am a basic magic purist <laughs> <laughs> I, my, my two three will attack you i'll block with my two four yeah exactly i am a I, oh you you bastard what a good move yeah my, my prime again. my prime example always yeah because we've been playing you know we played a few times magic lately and i'm constantly blown away by how how many layers there are now Whereas before, my example is always like, man, back in my day, you'd be like, this is my 2-2 owl with flying. Yeah, and you're like, oh no, what a good card. Yeah, and that's it. That's all it does. Literally, in the description box at the bottom, it just said flying. That's all it would <laughs> <Yeah>. say. <laughs> it didn't say like, this owl is from a deep swamp in the northwest corner. No, they didn't even give a shit about that stuff sometimes. They just, yeah, it just said flying. There was hardly any, like, Freaking Cryptog the Defiler who <laughs> Cryptog. What a every, good name. <laughs> every time he goes, your opponent must take a drink and like no. <laughs> must write a letter to his mother explaining why he loves her. <laughs> yeah. It is it's almost if I'm being honest, it's almost too much, in my opinion. It's I uh, haven't played enough of the, like the commander deck style. And maybe it's okay in the one-on-one -on -one variety, but I didn't love the like four-player free-for-all that we uh, played. Okay, and that was what I, what I was going to say, too, is I think one-on-one -on -one interactions would be much more manageable <clears throat> because in my couple experiences of playing with more than two people, <clears throat> and there's a lot of cards that are designed that way, to play with more than two people. Um, But I was just like, dude... Every single one of us has a card that says when you know when X does Y, do Z. So every single turn, you have to look at everybody's battlefield and see what plays off of what else. Every single move, not even just turn, every single time. Yeah. It's literally like, okay, I'm going to play a land card. Does anybody have something that triggers off of me playing a land? And like two out of the four people raise their hand, and it's like, yeah. Well, now you, you must discard the top two of your library and put yeah. them directly into the exile pile. Yeah, exactly. And then the other person's like, oh, I have something that plays off of when someone exiles a card, and it's like, Jesus Christ, 
So it takes 10 minutes every time you lay down one card to figure out what all happens on the table. Whereas before, your turn would be that quick. You're like, uh, I play a land, I tap it, I play this 1-1 one, one green elf card. Uh, that's all he is. He's just an elf 1-1. One, one. And my turn's over. Like... <laughs> I mean, I, I guess any game that's gone on that long has to kind of like keep ramping up the complexity. Yeah, and I think you're right. I think that is kind of they because they got to keep it fresh, right? They got to mm -hmm. they have to be innovating and changing and stuff to keep. And it's it is kind of a generational thing too. Is that like if our generation was the two two owl cards, right, with flying, then you know, the next generation will be these complicated cards. So, like, yeah, I might have grown up playing with this set of cards, but they aren't growing up playing with the same set of cards. They're growing up playing the same game with completely different cards, which is actually, I mean, that is cool. That they're not like, well, I have a 3-3 three, three owl with flying. So, and that's all it changed. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I, I mean, like that's that's why I stopped eventually playing Hearthstone. I feel like it's the same problem. Is it just gets like so complicated, and all of your old cards, and not even meaning like they're out of season, just all of your old cards are useless because they're not good anymore. Exactly. Like it's like constantly yep. power creeping, and that's what I don't like about card games. Is like if you don't keep up, you might as well not play. Right, and that Magic is a great example of that because your 2-2 two, two owl with flying is almost no longer viable because but yeah because there's a card that's actually only one mana and it's a 2-2 two, two owl with flying that every time it's tapped you play an extra mana so there's no reason to play that card exactly that yeah exactly they've just built upon those old cards and made them obsolete essentially yeah and i see like that's what i don't like about card games it's like well but i like the 2-2 two, two owl look at the art man it's cool but it's like yeah but it's useless and you can't play it anymore and you might as well tear it up because yeah, exactly. it's useless it's garbage yeah, and shove it up your ass Idiot. yeah I, I, that's that's <laughs> what i don't like about card games i guess that, that that are like that anyway that like come out in issues and you know you buy booster packs and you have a great time like it's fun for a while, but like it, it's fun, I guess, if you play people who have kept the same cards the whole time and you're still playing garbage against each other. Like that's fun. Sure. But like I feel like once you come up against that guy who opens up his briefcase and, and you're just like, what color deck are you playing? You're like, oh, it's a it's a red blue. He's like, oh, okay. He grabs a special deck. Yeah. Sets He's it like, down. I have the perfect you're like, counter. You're for like, that. oh shit. Like this is not going to be fun for Dude, me, is it? That's literally how I felt on that weekend when I played. I told you, like I showed <laughs> I up with my fresh ass decks that i just ordered online they weren't even shuffled yet and they're in the standard packaging box <laughs> and these guys show up with <laughs> foam cases with like all sleeved different colored decks and i was like mm -hmm. well this isn't gonna take very oh, long no. <laughs> it, it's like you pulling out your musket and the other guy's like loading his assault rifle exactly that's exactly <laughs> <laughs> and you're yeah. like oh, oh shit <laughs> i'm freaking I'm packing my black powder into my gun and he's like locked. He's just literally chambering around. You ready yet? Like, yeah. And you're like, uh, he like turns on his tactical flashlight and his laser sight. You're like, uh, okay. Check out this sick ACOGS. Go by guy. Yeah. <laughs> this right here is $400. Ugh, yeah. That is how it feels too. Is it's, it's, it's always kind of been that way, but I honestly felt like before, I mean, you kind of relied on buying like booster packs, right? And then having some knowledge of 
kind of well, and you could trade out. with your friends. Yeah, so you would do those things to find out what synergized with your deck. Now you literally just get online, and online tells you what cards would fit best in your deck. So you pay extra I know, but that's money. That's so lame to me. It's it's like a microtransaction hell is what it looks like to me. But like, what's the point of playing a game? I feel like if you're not devising the strategy yourself. Like, I don't know if somebody's telling you how to play, then like, what decisions were you making? Right. Like, I yeah, don't know. Con- I feel like that doesn't feel very fun yeah. to me. Congratulations, you used all of the YouTube experts' freaking knowledge. I mean, like, I feel like trying to come up with your own. It's it's super similar to me of like playing a video game with the guide right next to you the whole time, the first time you play it. The very like, first time, yeah. I feel like I don't get that because a, a lot of the fun for me is like the discovery of what works and what doesn't, and and like, oh yeah, I I like I I made this special just for this specific thing, right? And like, well, the game like the the guide told you like stock up on this, you'll be fine. Do this, approach it this way, and it's super easy. I don't know. I mean, I, not, I like the discovery part of things, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not going to tell anybody how to play their video games. If you want to buy the guide first thing. No, I mean, if, if that's enjoy, how you have fun and you like sit down with your dad and go through the guide every time, then good on you. But I, to me, that's not why I approach these things, I guess. Right. Exactly. And, and, I, and I never try to be optimal. I feel like, I feel like I just, you just play it to have fun. <clears throat> yeah. That's why I need to, sit down and actually fire up Elden Ring again because I guess this... Oh, I don't even want to talk about Elden Ring. I'm so, I am so haven't played it in so long. Yeah. Neither have I, actually. Their update? Ooh, give me give me the deets. Uh, yeah, they came out with a 1.07, but it's actually more PvP-focused than Uh-oh. anything. I don't care. The, the changelog, though, is huge. They actually did a ton of rebalancing in the game, which is crazy. This long... This far in... For them to rebalance spells and weapons and things like that is crazy to me. Well, I mean, I don't know a ton about the PvP scene, but I've heard a lot about like a lot of stuff was broken. Yeah, and I mean, I think that's always going to be the case. Somebody's well, especially always going to find a game something that big with like though that many weapons, that many spells, that many weapon arts. Right. It's like, of course, there's going to be something that's just is better against players. I feel like I feel like it's never going to be balanced. I mean, was no, Dark Souls I- balanced? Right, that's what I mean. Somebody's always going to find like an exploit that works better than anything else. Although I saw this Reddit clip that was pretty funny. They were... Somebody invaded them. Either way, <laughs> the point of view was from this character just running from spells. And this guy was casting so much... Like, like the freaking skulls that come out and they're like oh, following yeah. him. And then he's like throws this other thing that explodes and then he shoots this laser thing and dude he was casting so many spells at the same time and it worked he killed the shit out of the guy so the only invasion video i've seen that i thought was funny was one of the guys was role-playing as the gold mask and he was just pointing at the sky (laughs) and the guy comes up and backstabs him and kicks him off this cliff and it doesn't quite kill him and the guy like lands and the gold mask guy casts like the sword sorceries and attack so fucking fast that just murders this guy in like two <laughs> seconds. Nice. Oh, I want to play that game so much more. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. Speaking of Elden Ring, how have you been listening to the Bonfire Side chat? Uh, no, I unsubscribed, I don't know, maybe about a month ago. Oh, so it's okay. only so two you're... episodes I missed. 
So you're not seeing any of their feet anymore? The last one I left off on was they were doing the beginning of Rhea Lucario. That's all the further they are. <laughs> I know. <laughs> oh, but uh, I don't. I don't know if I want to talk trash about another podcast on my podcast. Yeah, it's very meta, right? <laughs> yeah, I know. I don't know. I feel like they've they've lost their touch, in my opinion. And I, I think I'll leave it at that. Yeah. Well, I mean, when once something becomes your job and it's no longer a hobby, that I would guess that tends to happen. That you are treating it more like a job than a hobby now you know they clearly had a lot of passion for it when they started like the dark souls one oh for, and... for sure I, I think that's a, especially apparent in like the dark souls one season yeah i feel like exactly. it feels so obvious mm -hmm. <clears throat> and i think as they gathered steam behind that um there were definitely times where it was pretty obvious like oh okay they're talking about now that they were able to quit their job and do this full time and and from that point forward, the because it became a job, you know, I felt like at least there was a shift in the content. But that's probably I mean, that would probably happen to anyone. So, I, yeah, I, I think so, too. And I've, I don't know if it's fair. No, I mean, I have them. a ton of I have a ton of respect for Gary and Cole, to be honest. Like, I I wish I was in their shoes. Are you fucking kidding me? Like, I. I wish. Yeah, I mean, those guys must spend like 75% of their time just speaking into microphones. Yeah, but, and also playing games. Yeah, talk about, or like, watching stupid TV shows. Their other shows are interesting. I'll leave it at that. I, that, and that's an interesting point too. And again, I, I, I'm not even going to point out them personally. Um, theirs is just one of the ones I'm most familiar with that has like a lot, like they have their own quote unquote network. Yeah. And I'd be curious to know what other people's thoughts on that are, because like, is that the way to go? I mean, like, so we do like these roundtable chats and we also have yeah. like our anime squires. Uh, yeah, technically, I think we have like three shows. Right. But would that be smart to then break them into their own, like divide it all up into its own separate show? I or... mean, probably... I don't, I don't know. It's but I I feel like none of them individually are popular enough to warrant that. Um, well, I, no, not right now, obviously. But that I I guess it's confusing in a way to me. Like I get it too, because obviously, if I want to go to them for like, if I want to go to watch out for fireballs for them, um. That's nice that that's that's video game dedicated episodes, right? Or like Bonfireside Chat is Souls games, uh, FromSoft games dedicated for the most part. They had a couple spinoff episodes. Um, but I don't necessarily know that it would like ruin my day if I had one solid feed of theirs that was like, oh, here's our Watch Out for Fireballs episode. And then here's a Bonfireside Chat episode. You know what I'm saying? Like... Yeah. Or or is it is that a better choice to split them? Because I had to download those podcasts separately on my uh, podcast app. So is that the way to go? Because like for ours, it's a it's a solid stream of you know our regular audible episode or our audiobook episodes, and then our anime episodes. I mean, those all are just one solid stream for people. 
Yeah, I don't. I guess I don't know enough about how the internet works because maybe that has something to do with like the the frequency of which people look up like you and if you have like separate feeds it maybe it makes it more likely that you'll come up in a different search right i don't know i guess i don't know enough about like how search engines work well and obviously <clears throat> they picked like a golden time when they did their dark souls stuff because dark souls was making this huge kind of resurgence when they did that it had already been out for a while when they made their first episodes so well i feel like dark souls didn't get popular right away it was kind of like a slow burn yes exactly and i feel like they kind of they hit it at the perfect time mm -hmm. to like they i don't know did their research or whatever and just nailed it and that's like for me personally I'm not very good like at this the social media stuff and chasing trends and things like that. Like I I don't feel like I want our podcast to become that necessarily. I want to do the things we do because that's what we enjoy doing. Mm -hmm. I don't want to just like I don't want to be like, "Hey dude, let's let's go do episodes about Apex Legends 2 because oh. that's what just oh, came my out." God. And you know, cancer. I was going to say, I'd feel like I'd have to shoot myself in the face if I was somebody like that. But that's kind of if you want to be, quote unquote, popular, that's what you do. You chase what's new. You're right. You're right. I mean, yeah, we review books that are super old. <laughs> and we're like, yo, you guys got to check it out. <laughs> this book's popping. It's been out for 80 years. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All spoilers are off. You yeah. Yeah. I, I I mean you're you're right. I think to I, to stay relevant, I think you do have to continuously be like at the drip feed of all the information that you know your audience wants. Like you need to be like on the forefront of everything that's new. You should be covering constantly. Yeah, you're, but you're, you're right. But I feel like to me, as, as far as I go, as my as like my attention, that is not really how I am. So it would feel a little dishonest. Cause I feel it, like I often go down like yes. old rabbit holes all the time and get like super interested and have a lot to say about something that's old. Right. Exactly. And I, I agree with you. And that's, I don't necessarily want to sell out my, you know, myself just to chase those trends, right? What's trendy and what's yeah. popular. Um, and I mean, that's probably why we're not popular. And, but I don't necessarily care because I think I feel better knowing that we are doing things we enjoy versus simply doing stuff, maybe even stuff, like I said, like if we were like, if tomorrow you were like, dude, we got to play Apex Legends so we get popular, I'd be like, no, no, not doing that. I'm not selling my soul to that fucking devil. Like, I'm not. It would be like if we just started doing like fucking blippy style videos to try to get is that popular. the one your kids like yeah that's the one everyone's kids like dude oh okay he literally got so popular that he hired some other dude to who looks like him to take his place that's how popular really he is. yeah that's oh how much fucking God. money he has he don't even have to do his own videos anymore he hired some other clown who looks like him to do them for him that so in the end game with this podcast do we get people who sound like us oh. and we don't even record the episodes Oh no no no! We just get an AI that can. Mimic oh our God! Voice. No, that's so scary to me. Oh no! 
I don't like that future. Just get an AI that can mimic our voice and we just have them talk to each other. The, the shitty thing is, I, I bet you we already could do that. Probably. Yeah, honestly, you probably could. Just We just have to write scripts, I bet, and it would just say it. Oh. I don't what even know if we're doing that right now. Write, yeah, I don't even know if you'd have to write a script or you just let the AIs decide what to talk about. Well, no, I feel like if we let them talk to each other for too long, it would get really weird. That's okay. Don't you think people would be interested in that? I'd be interested Maybe. in it. I <laughs> would I, actually I would enjoy listening to that on our own podcast. <laughs> like we just have two AIs talking to each other and just yeah. like what they talk about. You know what? That might actually be pretty interesting. <laughs> And and especially we, if like they they had like an intelligence cap, like they couldn't they couldn't get so, so intelligent we couldn't understand what they were saying. Oh, that was that. Since you said that, uh, that was kind of what that guy from Google had said about their AI is that he thought it was about the intelligence level of like a. How did he say it? It was like a young child, three years old, eight years old, something like that. That's how he. He said that the intelligence level of that AI was. But that really? that is on top of the fact that it was like I'm assuming also learning at the same rate of what I, I don't necessarily know, but that's what how he described it. That it had a specific intelligence level already. Hmm. I don't I don't get it. I don't I don't know if I want to know. Oh. Yeah, how do they determine how smart it is? How do we know it's telling the truth? What if it's like lying on purpose to make it think it's dumber than it really is? Probably 100% possible. Like how do you how do you know if an AI is lying? Can, would an AI even understand the concept of lying? <laughs> I don't know. This, these are deep philosophical questions that I am not qualified to answer. I know you. You. I feel like you. You scared me, and now I feel like I'm thinking about it. Yeah. What was that book? Uh, the Moon is a Harsh Mistress. Uh, maybe. With the uh, with the um, AI bot that was on the moon that helps run their like rebellion. Oh, yes. Yeah. That's what I think about when I think about a really intelligent AI. Yeah, it exactly. Helps, like, it, it literally helps humans like have a freaking uprising coup against other humans. <laughs> yeah, because it's so smart. Yeah. Oh yeah. I, well, and I I think about that that bounty hunter book that we had. Not bounty hunter, gun runner. I can't remember his name. But you know, he has like those two AIs, and then he gets like that organic. Oh, well, I guess yeah. you never listen far enough. I didn't listen beyond the first one, but I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Well, later they run into these things that are called chittas that are like essentially like brains that just exist on their own that are like a like a like an organic AI essentially, and just like the they're like the the way they like perfectly orchestrate events. I feel like would it totally could be something that could happen. Oh, interesting. Uh huh. Yeah. I, I don't know if you'll ever listen to it. I guess it's, well, maybe I don't want to spoil it. I guess if other people are listening to it too. Yeah. There's there I mean, a maybe. cool scene that comes up later with something like that. What, um, not to like super shift gears here quickly. Um, the, uh, did the, the TI just get over? Is that what happened? It's it. The, the five, like the finals are today, not today, tomorrow. No, tonight. Yeah, tonight. They're play tonight. So, the, like, 
for the, the the top three teams. So there's one team in the finals already, and then there's like a lower bracket match that has to be played for the team that'll go and play the 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 best of five. Huh. What do you what do you think about that? Any thoughts on like this year's TI? I mean, I yeah, I I I have a lot of thoughts. I feel like I hate to say this, but I think Dota is dying. I feel like Valve have been very hands off this year in like a disturbing way. Really? I think the quality of the broadcast has suffered. I think the quality of the tournament itself has not been very good. I find it very disturbing that the players don't even play in booths this year. They are just like in open air facing each other and they can hear the commentators. What? I, yeah, it's fucking whack, That's dude. That's weird, man. And well, and this year they did something very stupid in my opinion. They did they did a 5-day break. So they played up until the top 4 and then they had a 5-day break and they, that just ended yesterday. So there was 5 days there was no Dota happening. When there were previous to that there was fi- like 15 days straight of Dota and then they took a break. Really? I, don't they've never done that before and i don't understand the purpose of it i feel like it killed all the hype and like momentum yeah i I feel like for the teams it can't be very good to like take a big break and like you've been playing tons of dota like tons of really important matches and then you just take a break and then you come back and play again yeah yeah i think that would be kind of weird what uh what is up with i saw a video of slacks just literally saying like fuck this game fuck the the international fuck dota fuck valve i hope it dies like oh i I think that's just like a meme from his stream i can't remember what happened something happened where he was very upset he was pretty mad and like he seemed genuine about it too like he wasn't kidding It, it does feel I, I, I know this is stuff that you don't pay attention to but like valve usually does the production for ti themselves and this is the first year that they've handed it over to another company. And in my opinion, the other company has totally fucking like botched it almost. Like it's been very bad. Like the production quality is just not there. See, what I don't I guess I don't understand why they would want to hand something that like that's the that's their biggest thing, right? Like no, TI CSGO is, is is makes more money, but but TI is the biggest esports tournament of the year as far as like prize pool goes. It still right. is, even though this year is a lot lower. Yeah, I heard it was way lower, like considerably lower this year than it has been in the past. Well, I feel like Valve kind of cheated and they did. They the battle pass, which is the this is the first year since I've played Dota, I didn't buy it. They they split it up into two phases. So there's a second phase of the battle pass that's going to happen after the tournament is over. And like almost all the good shit for the battle pass is in that part. And that part doesn't go to the prize pool. It just goes straight to Valve's pockets. Oh, yeah, that's pretty greedy. And I I guess I should clarify for people who don't know what I'm talking about. So TI has a battle pass that comes with it with with a bunch of in-game items. 25% of all battle pass sales go to the TI prize pool. So the the prize pool is essentially crowdfunded. Right, and TI is the international, for those of you who don't know, yeah. for Dota so, 2. The, yes. the biggest tournament of the year of, for it's, all it's around fucking, the world. It's huge. It's, I mean, like, like it's the, like, the, I feel like it's kind of a big deal. And not really so much here in America, but in other countries. I mean, like, at least a million people will probably watch the finals. Like, it's, it's been going on for a while. It's TI 11. Right. <clears throat> huh. 
That's... I don't know. I, I, it's just, I, I don't know. It, it's really disheartening to me because Dota is one of my favorite games. And I feel like some of the highest highs I've had playing video games are from that. Right. And some of like the most satisfying things I've ever done in video games, I feel like are from that too. And it just, I, it, it, it's not quite abandoned yet, but I feel like I can see the water starting to pool up on the bottom deck. And like, this might be the beginning of the end. And I feel like people will point to this TI from here on out as like, oh, like this is when it started. This is when it started to go downhill. Dang. They're going to have to do something, yeah, to gain some traction back, and I don't know what that something is. I um, I don't know. It, it almost feels like, to me, because of the way Valve is structured, where kind of anybody can work on what they want, all the people who were making sure like Dota was was a really good and successful game have worked are starting to work on other things. Really? that's just the feeling I get. I and I have obviously I haven't been playing this year as much. But I don't I don't know. It just it doesn't feel I feel like they're kind of taking a direction that I was hoping they wouldn't take with like their hero designs and stuff like that. Sure. And I just I don't know. I don't I don't know if I like it as much. I don't so, know if, if like the Dota you play today is as fun as like a year ago. Right. I saw an interesting post. This is sort of related um because you know how i always complain like that i i am far more interested when i play dota or any kind of like moba game that i've played in the past in the more kind of fantastical heroes right like non-humanoid heroes i saw a post that was like they were talking about league of legends and they said is it curious why League of Legends doesn't make nearly as many monstrous creatures anymore? <clears throat> and they had a side-by-side -side screenshot of like the top 15 aesthetically pleasing heroes in America, like that people voted, you know, they like them the most, mm -hmm. versus the top 15 in China. All of the ones in America were sort of monstrous creatures that people like to see, like Kha'Zix and things like those that were more like monsters. In China, all humanoid anime-looking characters. Oh, yeah. So, makes sense, I guess, to me now, that that's why both... And Dota's not nearly as bad about it, but it makes sense to me now why every single character you see come out for, like, League of Legends is a humanoid anime-looking character, because they know... It's going to be immediately very popular in probably one of their larger player bases. I, I mean, it's funny you bring that up because I listened to a podcast recently about like the whole kind of esports scene as a whole for everyone. Uh -huh. And they, they had a League of Legends expert on there. And League of Legends is also shrinking. Really? Like this is this is like one of the first years that the American player base has like gone down almost by like it was something crazy, like 35% less wow. players play league of legends this year than last year and the pandemic does have something to do with that but like the like their their streams of league of legends in english have way less viewers than they used to like it's it's kind of it's not just dota i think it's kind of like the moba genre is kind of not as popular as it used to be which is is interesting to me because i feel like for a long time league of legends and dota 2 were like the two most popular games in the world by far 
Right. Yeah, there was a time where, yeah, peak player base for both games on a daily level was huge, mm -hmm. like far exceeding any other game. That's interesting. Yeah, so yeah, it makes you wonder what the next, like, what the next kind of, like, juggernaut game that's going to take that role might be. I I don't know. I, I Who knows? It's probably already fucking Battle Royale dumb shit that I don't like. Ugh, yeah, don't, yeah. Although it's interesting that people act like Battle Royale, quote-unquote, is like a new concept, but isn't that literally how CSGO has pretty much always been? no i i the i think the battle royale thing is like the hundred people and only one person comes out of it oh see i was thinking more like how csgo like where you round, like die and don't come back yeah you don't come back until the end of the round i thought that was kind of the same style of it is but i but i, I think also the, see what you're saying yeah the, i think the big novelty of of like the new because you're right that is a battle royale style but like the new of like it's 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 basically one versus 99 it's like a one it's like a one person free for all in into like an open map is like the new thing like PUBG started all that right Yeah I think PUBG was the biggest one like who started and then it Fortnite and kids lost their minds Yeah started eating Tide Pods and stuff <laughs> yeah. And then <laughs> PUBG started this uh and then Fortnite and TikTok became a thing and everybody went fucking insane and started playing stupid games instead of because I was, I actually was going to try to get into PUBG because I was like, oh yeah, that looks kind of cool. You know, you got to scrounge around for weapons and armor and stuff. And then I saw like Fortnite, and I was like, yeah, this just looks stupid. I'm not doing that at all. Yeah, I, I mean, I've played Fortnite. I don't. I'm gonna be honest. I, I fundamentally feel like I don't get it. <laughs> I don't. I, I, I. I, f I feel like fundamentally, I just don't understand what's appealing about it. And I, I think that's okay. If you love it, good good, good on you. But I, I think me personally, I just don't get it. It's probably because you don't live your life one meme at a time. I, I suppose. <laughs> like the kids But I mean, you, I feel like you can't argue that Fortnite is not successful because it is. It's huge. No, it is. No, they, they did it, man. They freaking, yeah, they, uh. They found their cash cow. And, that's for and sure. I feel like this is like very few examples of, of like a game that's super popular that like I personally do not like. Right. Well, and I'm the thing that disgusts me the most about it and a lot of games coming out now is this whole fucking microtransaction thing that yeah, that concept to me just drives home the fact that it's all based around greed. They're not necessarily trying to make something that's, you know, innovative and full of details and things like that. They're just trying to make something that they know they can sell more of these cosmetics and all this other stupid bullshit that kids will, of course, buy because... Their friends have it, and they think it's cool, and they want it too, and whatnot. It, it. I feel like it's fundamentally just disgusting, the business model of these companies who make these literal games that only were found on your phones a few years ago. Yeah. And now they're all, like, it's mainstream now. Well, you can play Fortnite on your phone too. Oh, And fuck. PUBG. Ugh. Gross. <sighs>
I, I mean, at, at least in, in Dota, that's always made sense to me. It's like, yeah, this game's 100% free. You can play every hero from the beginning. Like, a, an account that was started today has no difference between a guy who's been playing the whole time. Right. If you want to put silly hats on your guys, go for it. Like you can you can buy this shit. Actually, if you bought if you bought a chest and you didn't like the thing, you can sell it again on the market. Right. It actually has like a tangible value attached. That makes sense to me. But like I don't like the pay to win shit. That exactly. it's like basically if you don't spend money, you like this game, you're not gonna be good at this game. That's just how it is. Exactly. Yeah, and that's that's what's super disappointing to me is that that's kind of what most games are moving towards. And like the loot box style shit where you pay for essentially freaking booster packs for the well, game. Like, <laughs> But like major releases that do that now actually don't succeed as well as they used to. And they shouldn't. Because <laughs> I, I think people are tired of that Ubisoft bullshit. Mm -hmm. Because Assassin's Creed has things that you can buy in it. Like any single player game that has that shit, I feel like immediately should throw up some red flags. Yeah. Exactly. And, uh, I mean, like, I, I feel like it kind of started when, like, God of War came out, and it has none of that, and it was, like, insanely successful, and people didn't understand, like, oh, like, single-player games can still sell and make money, and I feel like there's kind of been a resurgence of good single-player games since then. Yeah, because then Elden Ring came out. Yeah, thing. and Elden Ring, I feel like, blew everybody's dicks off. Right. And, like it was, it it made people at PlayStation mad that it was so popular because it came out right when Horizon Zero Dawn or, or Horizon whatever Forbidden West came the out. The second one, yeah. And like yeah. nobody cared because Elden yeah. Ring came out and was like, <laughs> oh, you want the best open world game ever made? Yeah. Here you go. It overshadowed it completely. Yeah. Yeah, but and I mean to me that's, I hope that that trend continues. I hope there are always teams like FromSoft that stick to their guns, they stick to their roots, and like we were just talking about, they're not just trying to chase what's popular. They're making their vision, purely making their vision, and that's it. They're not just trying to do what everyone else is doing because it's what's making money. Well, you know what I love about FromSoft? They will never put an easy mode or even a difficulty selector in their games because they have a vision. You either meet them on their terms or you don't play their game. Right. I respect the fuck out of that. Yeah, exactly. I yeah. like I, that design philosophy to me, I feel like is so confident, but also they like always deliver on like a satisfying gaming experience. Right. Yeah. And I agree too, that it's like, they're straight up saying our game might not be for everyone. We're not trying to do that. We're not trying to sell the most copies. We are making our game. You can come play it if you want. It might not be for you. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, it, I don't even feel like it's a sorry. It's like play it or don't. We don't fucking care. Yeah, that's true. Move on, nerd. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like FromSoft games are almost a little bit openly hostile to people who haven't played them before. But I'm not the company itself, but just like the people who play them are like, oh, you can't play Dark Souls. It's too fucking hard. Right. Like, well, I think anybody who has the ability to play it. Oh, yeah. Anybody can play it. And if you have enough 
freaking persistence. Yeah, ex- anybody exactly. Will get through it. Like, um, and and everybody's gonna have a different experience doing it. That's what makes them so unique too, is that each of us will play it differently, and we'll get to we might we'll probably still get through it just in a completely different way, and that's okay. Like. I mean, that's the thing I love about almost, except for Dark Souls 2, the, the FromSoft <laughs> games, is that like you go through with a different build and it feels like a different game. Right. You're like, maybe you relied heavily on a shield the first time you played. And you're like, this time, you know, I'm going to use a big two-handed fuck-off sword and I'm not using a shield because I need to roll fast. Right. And it feels like like there are certain encounters, like maybe it were really easy for you before, but are like really hard this time because your skill set is totally different. Yeah. Like they they are so satisfying to replay at least for me. Like I feel like every time you play it with a different build, it feels like a whole new game. That's why I need to I need to jump back into Elden Ring because I was playing my astrologer build and I didn't get very far. Oh, you're doing the magic finally? Yeah, and I hadn't quite gotten to Rhea Lucaria yet. I was getting close. Yeah, the magic is super good in that game. I think I think Elden Ring's magic is the best. Yeah, not and not it, as far as power, but as far as like the the move set that you have available to you is yeah. really wide and it's very like grandiose like it looks so cool yeah, like dude. you feel like a true like i am a badass wizard like <laughs> yeah like i'm a fucking sick ass mage and i'm here <laughs> to kill you <laughs> oh, i want to play elden ring so bad now thanks yeah me too and unfortunately i'm stuck in california not at my computer so <laughs> I'm hoping the new DLC comes out soon. I, but I kind of have a feeling it might be like PvP based, which will be lame. Well, there, because there's all those um, like arena looking things that were closed off in the main game. Exactly. That's why that's well, and they're fully modeled on the inside, and they have yeah. working elevators and stuff. Yeah. So, I I think FromSoft is very much so. Like they have that much foresight that they know they might want to add something else later, and I mm-hmm. think those would be the perfect catalyst for them to add things on. I, what I'm hoping PvP for, or whatever. What I want though is like another portal somewhere in the world, and you go to like a whole new fucking zone. That's, That's what I want. What, yeah, it's kind of like the first time you get teleported to the. Um, oh, what is the place with the tornado? And it's all broken up. Oh shh, I can't remember. But yeah, I know what you're talking about though. Like the it, one of the end game areas. Yeah, and it's like the first time you get teleported there and you go to the map and you're like, where the fuck am I? And you like just keep zooming out. <laughs> you're like, whoa, dude, I'm so far away from everything else. I, I've i never played a game before when you're like, man, this map is huge. And you go into a random, you open a chest and it teleports you across the map and you're like, holy shit, this game is huge. Yeah. That happens so many times though. Yeah, it it you fucking go, you go on a mysterious elevator and you go, you're like, okay, I'm, I'm still going down, still going down, still going down. Yep. Holy shit. And then you go down and it like opens up into a whole new landscape. And you're like, oh my God, this yeah. game is huge. <laughs> like, I don't know how many times I was just like completely awestruck at like how big the game is. And yet still so detailed. Oh, uh, all the way up until the end. Yeah. Because it's it's very rare that you would be like, Oh, I'm gonna go off in this obscure corner. There's no way the developers put anything over here. And there's a chest here. Like they, they Oh knew. yeah, you open it and it's like a special sword. Yeah. It's like they knew I'd come over here. They knew. <laughs> I, 
They knew I, I'd try to jump down this cliff. They knew I'd try to find my way down here. It's I got I I I personally feel like Elden Ring was is truly something magical. Yeah, it's it's pretty impressive. It it is like you said. It's a culmination of everything they did before. But it's it's so like to the best of their abilities on every level. Yeah, like oh, it's. Oh, I feel I I that yeah the game is just so amazing. <laughs> I still don't know anything about the lore. I have like my own theories, but that's really it. Yeah. Oh. Like I I know we like talked about some dark things today, but then I feel like there's a light at the end of the tunnel because something like Elden Ring exists, and the world that has created Elden Ring cannot truly be evil. <laughs> right. <laughs> because true magic would not exist if. Elden Ring didn't exist. Like, there's, like, I, I feel like I've never played something that felt so for me. You know what I mean? Sure. Like this, like, oh, somebody made a game just for Bo, but that's that's not what it is. It's for everyone. It really is too. I mean, and aside from a few difficulty spikes, like anybody could pick it up and play it. Technically. I mean, well, I th- I think that's actually the magic of Elden Ring is there there are so many ways to approach a lot of the encounters that if you plan for like a way to approach something, it almost always will work. It's not even up to your like skill level of execution. Right. I feel like if you if you come in with the right equipment, almost all encounters are are will, will be easily solvable. Yeah. See, and I <clears throat> there's a couple guys I've watched on YouTube who are like purists like this one guy is like the only way to play the game is with a whatever two-handed sword no shield no summons blah 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 because because that's how he beat the game right but i don't agree with that at all if you told me that you leveled up to max level uh in the very first area before you wanted to run through the rest of the game i would be like you know what that's a perfectly viable way to play the game and don't let anybody tell you otherwise. <laughs> like, I feel like, uh, yeah, like that, that the, the soul's dick waving. I've never liked. No, I've always hated that. It's like, if you beat the game, you fucking beat the game. Who gives a shit? I don't care if you had to use spirit summons. It's like, were you having fun? Then, then, then good on you. You, you beat the game. I feel right. like there should be no caveats. No. It's like, oh, well, you use the moonlight butterfly sword. And everybody knows it has the best in scaling. So it's you clearly didn't beat the game. <laughs> but fuck you. It's like, wait, what? How like, is <laughs> you're not allowed to tell me how to enjoy my things? Right. I think it's so weird that there are like those weird purists who think that way. I. Well, I, I, I don't know. I guess, I guess people people treat the Souls games like badges of honor, and I feel like that's not. They're not supposed to be like testing your game or metal. I don't feel like that's kind of what they're for. I mean, yes, they are difficult in in totally fair ways. And some, sometimes there's some bullshit, but I, I I don't think it. They don't. They. I feel like it should just be. You should just like it's a game you enjoy, and you should want others to enjoy it. You shouldn't like make it seem intimidating because it's really not. Exactly, and plus. Gatekeeping in general. Yes. Really okay. That, that, me. I guess that's the term I was trying to get to, and I couldn't figure it out. <laughs> it it does. It really bothers me. Gatekeeping in general, when like even even okay, even in my line of work, right? So I'm a mechanic, and when other <laughs> mechanics 
find out that I use like Harbor Freight tools, they I know for a fact they look down on me as if I'm less of a mechanic because I don't use all Snap-on tools. And I'm like, oh, I'm sorry. I didn't want to spend my whole fucking paycheck on one set of tools this month. So, on two sockets? Yeah. So excuse me for the fact that I still get my job done, but you somehow think less of me because I don't do it the way you do. That's it's so bizarre. <laughs> it is very bizarre. I just people just like to think they're better than you. I guess. And they apparently and they, they want to find excuse. any reason. Yeah, exactly. They want to find any reason. Oh, to... you drink tap water like a common peasant? Hmm. <laughs> I bet you're a common trash, aren't you? <laughs> Meanwhile, I stock my fridge only with Voss water, as you can yeah. see. Yeah, it's Fiji or nothing in my house. I even <laughs> use it to cook my ramen. Money? What is? Yeah, exactly. What is? What is this money you speak of? I clearly spend it all on my bottled water. Yeah, <laughs> only the best for me. Yeah, <laughs> I may or may not miss my rent check this month, but yeah. but at least I have my Fiji water. It's yeah. so strange. So it's so weird. I feel like people just want an excuse to hate each other. See, and I try. Honestly, I do. I try, especially anymore because i also hate when people are like one-uppers when telling stories oh dude that's like one of my biggest pet peeves i hate when you're like man i found two mushrooms like well yesterday i found seven it's like cool dude <laughs> that's and obviously that i mean that's how we as people have like interactions right is you have to talk most likely you're going to talk some about something that was your experience and then to build off of that other experience but i try to genuinely at least be interested in the first thing someone told me right like like mm -hmm. you're saying like if you told me you found two mushrooms yesterday i'd be like dude that's pretty awesome man where did you find them and maybe you tell me and i'd be like that's so cool i haven't ever found that many there but i found some over here or, or, or right like in an additive way yeah instead of in like a, a straight up just like like you said oh two that's all you found one time my uncle's friend he found yeah. and it's like oh okay now you're going off someone else's experience even to to go above and beyond my experience like yeah. you said <laughs> exactly like you said they're just looking for a reason to shit on you yeah. instead <laughs> well they want to make you feel small to make themselves feel big it's so strange so well, weird well i know this is this is a long way to get to this but i feel like it kind of comes back to 1984 when he talks about it, he's like, what is power? Power is being able to make others suffer. Uh, yeah, sure. And I feel like it's kind of true, right? Yeah. And I feel like people people inherently like crave that ability to make others feel lesser than they are. Yeah. Yeah, because it, I mean, for it's some gross, reason, but... but for in some small, weird way inside, yeah, it probably makes you feel better because you found something that you are like, there's something that's better than what that other person was saying to you. Mm -hmm. And I guess I don't really get any joy in that. And I mean, I'm sure I one up people's stories all the time. Like I said, that's when you have conversations, that's usually the easiest thing to do is just go off of your own experiences. But I try to do it in the least reductive way possible. Like to not just immediately be like, yeah, cool story, idiot. Like, <laughs> my story's better. <laughs> yeah, and I and sometimes I probably do come across that way. I'm sure we all do sometimes. But I 
I genuinely try to catch myself before I do it. <laughs> well, I, I I guess we're getting into conversation meta. <laughs> but like one of my biggest pet peeves is when people need to like dominate the conversation when they like almost won't even let other people speak or they don't change what they're talking about. Like depending what the person said, like that stuff really bugs me when they just like freaking put their shoulders down and charge forward into a conversation and don't let anybody else speak. That really gets to me. It's, it's clear too when that's happening. Yeah. Because you'll know that person isn't listening to what you're saying. Mm -hmm. They're waiting for you to finish talking so they can say what they want to say. Yeah. <laughs> they don't actually give a shit what you are saying during the conversation. Yeah, exactly. They just want to say their part. They're just being a, a fucking puppet and speaking. <laughs> oh, people are so weird. I mean, yeah, we are really weird. <laughs> Cancerous blight upon this world. Uh, yeah, yeah, don't even get me started. <laughs> I feel like maybe we have. Oh man, this Portland thing is very disturbing to me. I don't. I don't even really want to talk about it anymore. But just, just know that you, you could, you truly shook me to my core. Did you see? I sent you that video. In I know. I don't want to watch it right now. I'm in a good mood. <laughs> oh, it's gonna change your mood for sure. I, uh, man. I, <sighs> <laughs> that's uh, Caitlin and I were kind of talking a little bit about. <clears throat> Because I I am all for some socialism ideas, right? Yeah. Uh, like free healthcare, free higher education, things like that. And yet there are some kind of conservative people who would be like, oh, what are you, fucking communist? Yeah. It's like, well, I think there are some good communist ideas. I didn't, I'm not saying they're all perfect, but I think you could take ideas from that and make our system better. Well, yeah, I, I, I think communism on its face is not a bad idea, but I think human nature would not allow a system like that to work. No, it, exactly. Because inevitably, at least the, the conclusion that I've kind of come to on my own is that, so say you do, like, say communism is working perfectly, right? Uh, everybody's getting equal shares of everything right and this is just my very uh limited knowledge of communism I'm not gonna act like i read Karl marx's book and i sleep with it under my pillow um but uh... <laughs> you're like sweating nervously as you look over at your bedside table <laughs> yeah. i'll do you proud carl yeah um, <laughs> no um but say everything is working perfectly right inevitably though someone has to be making decisions right right somebody technically has to be overseeing these things in a way otherwise it's technically anarchy so if all of a sudden like yes you're getting your food and your water and your housing taken care of but then all of a sudden you realize like hey wait a minute how come that guy gets to tell me this was my house and that this is what I get to eat today, but he doesn't have to. He's doing something different. That's inevitably what will boil to the top, I would think, in every scenario. Yeah, that or like the the thing to me, I think that like why, why it wouldn't work is if everybody's getting an equal share, right? And let's say me and you are both ditch diggers. I dig 
fucking 25 feet a day and you only dig six and you're getting like the same compensation as me. Well, then I'm like, well, fuck it. I'm only going to dig two. Like who gives a shit? And then you dig none. And then I dig none. And we're both getting compensated the same. Right. And the thing is though, is because that inevitably always comes up too, right? That, uh, there won't always be equal work for equal uh, rewards, I'm assuming is how that you would call it in like communism, right? Everybody's rewarded the same for doing essentially the same work. Like you said, we're, we're both expected to dig ditches. Therefore, the expectation is that we will dig exactly the same amount every day for the exact same reward. Uh, but what the problem is people fail to realize is that thing already exists in our capitalist society as well just because you and another guy get paid the same for doing the same job doesn't mean you're getting the same job done every day no for 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 sure that issue already exists in the the system we have now so yeah you're you're right i just think that our we could benefit i mean because think about it right there are already programs out there that benefit less fortunate people and that's fine right like if you only make twenty thousand dollars a year and so you can't afford to feed your kids i absolutely think there should be programs in place to help you feed your kids i don't think your kids should suffer because you cannot find a job that can support you and them well now i want to go down a different track but keep going i However, I don't necessarily think it's fair that just because I can feed my kids that I should be expected to both feed my kids and help you feed your kids because I have a quote-unquote better job that pays more. Mm -hmm. I should also have similar benefits. Why do I not get a cut of that to help with my kids also? I guess is where my kind of blurry line is that I don't understand how – People like, especially in America, don't want to see like socialism or communism, but it already exists, but only for certain people. So, yes, <laughs> it's confusing. Yeah, I, there's, I mean, there's so many things to talk about here. I feel like <laughs> <sighs> I, okay, maybe I don't want to talk about that. Maybe that's too radical and people will be like, Bo's crazy. Are you going to say that uh, there shouldn't be programs in place to help you if you're? No, I was going to say, I think, fuck it. I'm just going to say it. I think that there, like you, there should be like requirements that you have to meet in order to have kids. Does that make sense? Yes. And it's a very slippery slope because now we're walking like a eugenics type line. (laughs) Well, no, I just feel, yeah, you're, you're right. But I, I feel like the people who take advantage of those less fortunate things, there are definitely people who need them. Do not get me wrong. But I also know people who literally have kids to get the check from the government. Exactly. I was going to say, and yes, of course, there will be those people who will find the loopholes and will take and advantage And I'm not saying that's everybody. Right. But I, I feel like having kids is such a big choice that I, and it's so easy to do, right? <laughs> like, it's very easy to have kids. Right. Almost even on accident. And uh, yeah, I, I don't know how you would ever put something like that in place. But I, I feel like there needs to be requirements in order to have kids. Like there should be rules in place to make sure that those kids are going to grow up in like a loving home too. 
Well, and, that's and su- I, I, there would never be a way to, to enforce that, obviously, but I, I just feel like it's not fair to put kids into a situation like that who didn't ask to be born. And I agree with you. I mean, again, <clears throat> this is a very, very slippery slope we could be walking because it it could be almost like a eugenics style like but then it also goes back to kind of like i was talking about right who gets to make that decision exactly exactly that's <laughs> and that's that's where i come up with like there's no way there would be no way to be fair about it right now i would also if somebody comes at me in the comments and is like it's my god given right i'll be like well let's have a discussion about god given rights because oh no that's another thing are, are they truly god are we going to get if- canceled now Oh man, I hope so. Um, <laughs> you hope so? <laughs> nah, dude, we're not like Kanye West. It won't matter if we get canceled. They, I mean, yeah, I, I, you're that right. That dude literally got canceled into the ground. It's an, it's okay, let's shift gears. Let's talk about Kanye West for a minute. <laughs> I don't really know a whole lot about what's okay, going on. Okay, damn it. I was hoping you knew because I was going to be like, okay, what happened? Damn it. I just keep seeing these articles on Reddit where it's like he he's losing all these sponsorships like well, left and I- right. Because I he made mean, um, anti-Semitic he, statements. He literally, right? yeah, he said something about the Jews. Oh my gosh, what an idiot! <laughs> wow, I I don't know what he said. I I don't know. Yeah, but I mean, like, obviously, like, I don't know what he was thinking. I mean, obviously, you're gonna get canceled after that. Like, duh. <laughs> no, no shit. Yeah. What? Yeah, I don't know what he was thinking either. I don't exactly know what he said either. But it must have been really bad because. Yeah, all of his sponsors started dropping him, and supposedly because was he sponsored by Adidas? Is that who yeah. had him? Yeah. So they dropped him, and he supposedly went to like Skechers headquarters and was gonna walk in, and I guess try to get them as a sponsor. And he was escorted off the property by security. They would not let him in. Oh shit. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, whatever he did, literally went from the top to the bottom it sounds like so oh man i don't know being with the kardashians i think fundamentally breaks a person <laughs> it's just gonna say that it's what he gets for marrying a kardashian like yeah dude it just it drives you crazy <laughs> i don't care if she no hobbit <laughs> it's what you get for marrying someone who's popular simply for being popular it's fucking retarded it doesn't, it doesn't make, make a lot sense. of sense no it doesn't and it drives me insane how did these people get rich for doing nothing and contributing nothing to society. Like, how? How did we let this happen? We made these monsters. We did. And now they desire only to be fed money. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and like, we make all of our own monsters. We do. And then our kids aspire to be those monsters is what's terrifying. Yeah, but I, I feel like the only thing that's changed from now, from, like, way back, is, like, like in this Kanye West case, exactly. It's like we, as the public, actually realize these people are monsters before they die. Right. Yeah, instead of finding out after the fact yeah. in a newspaper or something. Or or just it's all hush-hush. Like, you're, you're a peasant. You don't know what the fucking king was doing. Right. Yeah, that's true. That's a good point. That Yeah, it's all brought to light very quickly. <laughs> but, sire, I can't read. Yeah. <laughs> uh. Oh, I've yeah, I, I I don't know, maybe edit out the stuff I said earlier. I don't know if that's bad. Oh, no, it's it's fine. I'm not that worried about it. I don't think we have enough people who listen to us that and I, obviously you're not like 
I understand what you're saying. Like, and because I've had those thoughts before too. Like, what if there were systems in place so that only <sighs> worthy is the very wrong word? I, I like, yeah. I see. Like, I don't know where you would draw the line. Is the thing. It, but I understand what you mean, right? Like every kid should deserve that, right? It's, yes. It's not exactly. The, exactly. It's not a child's fault it, where it, they are born. Yes. So how is that fair? Like if there's if if there's a situation this child would be born into that gives them no chance in life, right? Yeah. How is that fair? Like I understand what you're saying. But most people would say, well, that's the parent's choice, right? It, but at what point does society need to step in and be like, okay, yeah, no, you have 13 kids that nine of them have been taken away because you couldn't take care of them. Like, yeah. at, at what Thank point you. are we just not okay with that anymore? Like, <laughs> but it's their God-given right. Yeah, well, yeah, I suppose. Yeah. <laughs> George Carlin has a great bit about God-given rights because he's like, in America, we have the Bill of well, I've, Rights. I've seen that, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's like, if we have whatever, 13. But over here, they only have 10. And over here, they have 17. So somewhere along the lines, you know. <laughs> they're dev And then he, he wraps up that whole bit with saying exactly how I feel. They're not God-given rights. They're given to you by other people, and they can just as easily be taken away by those same people. Yeah. So... <laughs> I mean, it would be it would be awesome if every single one of us, like, if there were such thing as God-given rights, because I'm sure there are plenty of people, especially in other countries aside from the United States, that really wish they were always afforded food, water, shelter, and love, or whatever you want to say your absolute human rights are but mm -hmm. the reality of it is that just is not the case that they clearly are not given to us by god because otherwise he's clearly uh not paying attention in some places so <laughs> we call that god's blind spot <laughs> yeah oh my god i saw this hilarious cartoon on reddit and it was like some it was uh you know the little comic strip things it was like Dear God, thank you for something, something, something. <laughs> the next one is like this dude laying in his bed and his phone goes off and it's supposed to be God and he rolls over and he looks at it in the dark and then he just puts it down and he rolls back over like a, a notification every time somebody thanks him. Yeah, I mean, that makes me think of like Bruce Almighty when when he gets like all those emails of prayers. Yes, yeah. And he just starts ignoring <laughs> them at some point because it's like impossible to answer them all constantly. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, uh, I, don't even, I don't know if I want to talk about religion. Maybe I've given enough of my heathenism away today. Yeah, I was going to say, I don't even know if we should broach the topic of religion. Maybe for another roundtable, it'd be good to deep dive. <laughs> yeah, religion. Maybe we should pick one and argue why it's good. Okay. Yeah, right now I'm way too sober for that. So <laughs> I choose Mormonism. <laughs> Oh, I love that on South Park that they're like, yes, it was the Mormons. Yes, dude, because the they're Mormons right. Correct. Yeah. The, the whole, whole crowd's like, oh. <laughs> uh, yeah, because that, like, whatever Catholic goes to hell. And he's like, I was a good, you know, I was good. I went to church every day. Oh, yes, but the, 
Yeah, it was the Mormons that had it correct. Yeah, the, the Mormons. Mormons. The Mormons were correct. <laughs> oh shit. <laughs> I don't whenever I picture hell, I always pictured little Nikki. I'm sure that's not at all what it's like, but <laughs> that's awesome. I love that movie. I love Little Nicky too, but people that's one of the ones that a lot of people don't like of Adam Sandler's. Really? The voice he does. Yeah, but it's because he got hit in the face with a shovel. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I've I've watched it a lot. I I actually I'll adore that movie. So do I. What's his fucking dog's name? Beefy? Yeah, Mr. Beefy. Mr. Beefy, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> say it, say it. <laughs> And I love you. <laughs> yeah, I love that movie as well. I think that is a great movie. Wow, what's the other? Is, is it Daddy's? How, what's that movie called? Where he like adopts the kid with the kangaroo? Oh, Big Daddy. Big Daddy. Yes, I think yeah. that movie's great too. That's a yeah, solid movie. It, I I watch it much differently now, having kids. <laughs> I'm sure it's it's. <laughs> Crazy how much it changes when you actually have kids. Oh, <laughs> uh, that's scary to me. <laughs> I bet a lot of media changes, doesn't it? Oh yeah, for sure. I mean, it's very interesting now sitting down with my kids and watching movies that I watched when I was a kid. Um, not even seeing them as an adult, but seeing them, you know, seeing my kids watch them. It's just very interesting to. I don't know. It's hard to explain, but you definitely see that stuff differently than you did when you were a kid. Hmm. As they you... watch Blippy, not even the real Blippy, a doppelganger. Yeah, I I refuse to watch that with them, though. <laughs> Honestly, too, dude, you know what's terrifying? So I don't know how many times we we <clears throat> OK. I shouldn't even get too deep into this, but like we had YouTube like on our TVs for a while. And we took it off of there because we even had it like on the kids setting. Right. Yeah. And I don't know how many times we'd come into the living room and it's just like some weird. Like, for example, they were watching something with like Peppa Pig the other day, but it was just. Somebody had edited it to be like just full of like meme sounds and weird shit like to where the episode didn't even make sense anymore. Like there was no cohesion to the episode. And I immediately was like, okay, turn this shit off. Like this, this is not okay that it's supposed to be aimed. Like it says it's safe for kids, but clearly YouTube is not doing its due diligence in making sure that that claim is true. Because See, I was, I was thinking about this the other day and I was mostly thinking about like all the, the shows that we kind of grew up with that I was, I'm kind of affectionate towards. And okay. I feel like these kids will be affectionate towards YouTube people. Yeah. And yeah, I, I wonder what that's going to do. Like in the future, when, when the kids get their member berries, you know, when they, they reboot all their stuff, like what's like, what's that going to look like for them? Right. Especially because YouTube stuff for the most part, no matter how popular is very fleeting. Yeah. Compared to like TV shows when we were younger. Yeah. Remember shit like Rocket Power? Mm hmm. Exactly. Those <clears throat> YouTube stuff, because of the way our brains work these days, it's just you're <sighs> it's it's TikTok's fault. 
Like, the fact that you want to only watch, like, 20-second clips and just watch as many of them as you can rapid-fire, yeah. it's fucking up people's brains, dude, no, it legitimately. Is. Like, it is... I also... Did I tell you this? That, you know how TikTok is based out of China? Oh, yeah. This guy... I'm well aware of TikTok's history and what it does with your information. This dude also claims that in China... Because China has TikTok, obviously. It's based yeah. in, tic- in China. People in China, though, see things like that are motivational or useful or inspirational. In They don't see people jumping off of their roof and landing onto a beer pong table and breaking their back. They don't see that kind of stupid or shit. Or doing that a dumb see. dance. Yes. I didn't know that. They literally in America are feeding us the stupidity well yeah and they're not letting people in china see it oh like i i feel like that app is like very specifically targeted at like americans and making us dumber and stealing our information yes absolutely i mean like you can go look up their terms and conditions i'm not full of shit they they will like it takes a lot of data from you really like a lot more than you would think like you you can go look it up And I, I feel like it is very specifically like them, like taking a jab at a, not, not a jab, like they are toppling this precarious tower of America that was already wobbling and leaning really hard. Yes. They, yeah, they came yeah. along and they, they, they set a little firecracker in the fucking foundation and it's, it's coming down. Yeah. Yeah. They definitely saw that it wasn't going to be that hard. I yeah, mean, they were like, those guys, are you kidding me? They're probably laughing right now. Yeah. And I mean, because how else were they going to do it, right? We already owe them tons of money that we'll never hey, pay them. I'm telling you, one day the flags are just going to change. Yeah, because it's not going to be... It ain't going to be no stupid Red Dawn situation. No. Like, because most other countries, they're not going to come here because of our loose gun laws, right? Like, yeah. one in three Americans has a gun. So if they invaded us, you don't just have to worry about America's military. You literally, every house, there might be armed people inside. So they don't they're not going to come like boots on the ground, like march through our streets. No, they're just going to like collapse our dollar and and bankrupt us. I feel like, honestly, I think if we owe them enough money at some point, they'll be like, yeah, legally, we own you. That's what I've always wondered, too. Like, like legally, like technically, you owe us enough money that like the only way you can pay us back is to give us your country. Right. Exactly. Your, yeah, the value of your land is yeah. all that is worth the amount of money you owe us. Yeah, so, like we will just take over your government. Like we are in charge now. That's just yeah. how it is. And like the UN will be like, yeah, technically they're they're right. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's terrifying. Yeah, <laughs> it is really scary. But honestly, maybe they'll do a better job. I don't know. Yeah, our because our country right now is just fully based in greed. Period. I mean, the whole world kind of is, but like. America, no, is the, the whole world is for sure, but I I think America it's turned like the knob is just a little bit more greedy than everywhere else. Yeah, it, we literally call it the American dream. Yeah, so. <laughs> they feed us this line of bullshit that like me and you as a worker one day we're gonna be millionaires. You just gotta keep your head down and work hard. Yeah, and that's definitely it. Might have been true a long time ago, but it ain't true yeah, now. Maybe in the twenties. Yeah, it definitely ain't true now. Um. I saw this guy's post and it was like funny how when 
you know, if all the CEOs quit working right now, everything would be fine. But when all the working class stops working, the whole the whole system stops. Yeah. And the CEOs are having a really hard time keeping things under control by pulling themselves up by their bootstraps. Like, <laughs> yeah, almost as if the working class is who's generating the wealth. We are. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's it has been I think people have always kind of known that. But it's just gotten, within the last few years especially, it has just gotten disgustingly, blatantly obvious. Yeah, and I, what am I supposed to do about it? I don't I know. I still got to go to the grocery it. store. I still got to buy buy food that way. So yeah. if the people at the grocery store stop working, like, I'm fucked. Yeah. I Honestly, to me, what I would like to see and what probably will never happen is more... Like, I wish my only option for groceries wasn't always, like, Walmart and Safeway. Yeah. It would actually be nice if I went to freaking Fred's local corner store and he could sell me fresh local produce from several farms around here at a reasonable price. That That is what I wish we could have. Yeah, but, but because of he, stuff like vertical integration, they just buy up all the small shops anyway exactly and so they or, fucking actually just run everything or they, the whole time or just they don't realize freaking, yeah or they just uh they obviously by being able to undercut the prices of all those places they will just undercut it so much that that place can't afford to keep up or, and yeah, will that. eventually quit it's oh. uh yeah that's literally know, what big terrifying. oil did that, that's how yeah big oil became big oil is because there were local gas stations that people owned and yeah maybe nowadays you might find a couple but for the most part you can't because at some point there was fred's local grocer and gas and then shell came in and was like hey uh we'll buy your gas station for a million dollars and fred's like nah you know i kind of want to keep this place because you know then i'll pass it on to my kids you know and it's like my legacy right i i worked really hard to build this and they'll be like okay well we're gonna buy the vacant lot right across the street yeah. and since we own the gas we will just charge 20 cents a gallon less than you therefore everybody will come to us instead of you and then we'll be back in six months and our offer will be far less than a million dollars yeah so, actually we don't even care about buying it anymore <laughs> like yeah. you we'll are ruined it. We'll buy it from you for $500 and then we'll torch the place for the insurance. Yeah, and money. then we'll burn it in front of you and your kids. Yeah. So the choice is yours there, Fred. And yeah, that's how they you did know, it. it. It feels like a rigged game that people were already playing. And like, I get bored and it's like, oh, yeah, by the way, everybody already has all the pieces. <laughs> yeah. It's like, well, what the fuck? That's not fair. <laughs> And some players actually started with way more pieces than you'll ever actually be able to have. Exactly. Yeah. Yep. It's like, how is this fucking fair? <laughs> yeah. The game is rigged from the start for sure. Yeah. It's so stupid. And it's rigged. I didn't more fucking for agree to this shit. Too. Yeah. And like, oh. the thing is, is it it's so easy too then for them to get us to point fingers like at each other. Like well, yeah, exactly. It's not liberals' fault. It's Republicans' fault. Oh, well, I feel like, like you you got to keep us like on the smaller level mad at each other because like if we were if everybody was really mad about the shit they should truly be upset about, we could do something about it. Exactly. But we're not. No, but instead we're worried about. Yeah, like I said, 
oh, you're a liberal and I'm a Republican and we have to fight. Like, okay, that's pretty dumb, but. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's so stupid. Yeah, they just keep us pin pitted against each other forever. Just keep the lower classes happy while we're up here sipping our scotch and burning money. <laughs> yeah, to stay warm. <laughs> throw, throw another brick on the fire. Use the hundreds. The 20s don't smoke right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it's, it is. Oh, dude. And I didn't I. Oh, that's the video I sent you. That one that uh, the guy was talking about civilization collapse. I know. And... I didn't want to watch it, honestly, because it would scare me. <laughs> it's terrifying because a lot of the things he cites were from kind of ancient Rome and Rome's collapse. Yeah. And apparently what they started doing to, and I'll probably misquote the shit out of this, but basically uh, to keep the economy flowing, they took coins that were already minted and in place, right? And mm -hmm. they started clipping them. Yeah. Right? Or, yeah. Or they would, they would, they would melt them down and put another like metal on the inside. Yeah. So they weren't actually fully gold. Right. So essentially what that did is flood the market with all this new money. Therefore, since there's more money now, people realized, oh, now everybody has all this money. I can up my prices on everything. Yep. Inflation. So that's, that's all that happened. It's And that's what's happening now is it's just it's self-created inflation. <laughs> well, except for all that money I already had is not worth as much. Exactly. Yep. <laughs> It's and like with the like with the housing market stuff, uh, yeah, maybe the the prices of houses will come down, but when you're paying almost ten percent interest, yeah, you still can't afford it. So it's <laughs> fucking stupid. It's it's just it's broken right now. We're so screwed. <laughs> Everything is broken. Like fucking hey, who's balancing life? They're not doing a very good job. No, shit's just op. It's not fair. <laughs> It's, yeah, it's like if you dropped in, it's like you're saying dropped into like a game of Dota and you had. A yeah, tango. but it was already like fucking 40 minutes and everybody's fully farmed. <laughs> yeah, and I'm level say, one and I'm like, yep. what the fuck am I supposed to do? Yeah. If I show on the map, they kill me instantly. <laughs> exactly. And yeah, you might work your way up to about level six by the time everything's said and done, but they're already yeah. all level 25 and the game's yeah, over. It's so. like it's you're useless. You, yeah, you, you, you might as well not even be playing. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, it's so not fair. <laughs> no, it's depressing. <sighs> oh, speaking of depressing. Okay. <laughs> what a segue. <laughs> um, I I went to the grocery store here and I got some food and I had they had a fall pack of Angry Orchard. Okay. And I haven't had Angry Orchard in a long time. And they had two flavors in there that I hadn't tried before. They had a hard, what do they call it? A harder... No, that that's uh, that's Mike's hard lemonade. Anyways, they have one that's like more percentage alcohol. It's like eight okay. percent instead of five, and then they had one that's like an apple pie flavor. Ooh, yeah, and then they also had sinful apple because it's fall. Oh yeah, sinful apple slaps. So, I buy this thing. Okay, it's fucking expensive because it's okay. twelve cans. I should have just went with the. <laughs> I should have went with the proper 12 Irish whiskey that I was going to buy instead, but I didn't. I bought this Angry Orchard, even though I haven't had Angry Orchard in a long time. Okay. I have several complaints. Okay. <laughs> Let me get my notepad. <laughs> this is why uh, 
this is why i said speaking of depressed okay oh man because Great, i coming was around to a sad ending yeah i was so excited because i used to love angry orchard back in the day and they would come out with all these new flavors and the bottles had their unique artwork for the tree on it and it looked so cool and it tasted good and now none of that exists this company is a perfect example of corporate greed to the max because they started getting popular, started making all this money, and they didn't need to have any attention to detail anymore. So the tree is the same now on everything. Doesn't oh, fucking matter what? what it is. The tree is always the same. The Ooh. can the can color is just different. Or bottle or what have you. I was, wait, were these glass or cans? These are cans that I have. Which is also disappointing. I feel like they always came in the long necks before. They did. But now they also have cans. Uh, and they don't taste very good, by the way. Like, they don't taste the same as they used to. And it it just, I was so bummed out because I, <laughs> I, I used to, I, when they first started getting popular, I liked them and I was, I was, yeah, hyped you drink about them it. all the time. Yeah. I, I, probably I drank the most angry orchards with you. Yeah. And now it's just a literal corporate dumpster fire because, they're popular, so they don't have to try anymore. There's no innovation anymore. Yeah. Ugh. The first thing that bummed me out is the fact that they stopped making the unique uh, trees on all of them. That really upset me. Yeah. Uh, that, I feel like doesn't I feel like you could probably trace that through line with a lot of things, though, right? Yes, exactly. And yeah, I'm just using this as the biggest current example I have. But yes, absolutely, you could see that in a ton of corporate America, for sure. Well, I, I feel like even down to like novels or video games, almost like the longer something stays popular, the less quality it has almost. Not always, sure. but in most cases. Yeah, I would I would say that's for the most part. Yes, that is probably true. I have a hard time finding something, you know, that I could sight off the top of my head that after so many like seasons of a show or what have you that it just gets better and better and better and better it's yeah like, at some point it's probably not going to keep getting better it's going to start getting worse and they're just going to roll with it yeah <laughs> like like how is the simpsons still on tv i don't know i've never really watched the simpsons so uh, yeah i don't know there are I... some people who are diehard fans of that still yeah but i mean like the few episodes i've seen i was like not impressed not enough to be like i want to watch more of this right yeah it's probably is it the longest running show on tv yeah i'm pretty sure yeah dude they have like 30 some seasons is this south park getting it's like number two isn't it uh here let me look let's see longest running TV show. Uh, no, I don't want to see by longest running television shows by category because no, I don't care about sports outside broadcast. That's not a TV show. No, that's what I mean. So what you do? What the, what you're going to see is this guy gets the sports ball and he puts it in the hoop. <laughs> oh my lord! I just summed up every episode. Yeah, he did. 
The Simpsons has been on since 1989. Damn. And it has 733 episodes. Um, it is the longest running primetime scripted show in the U.S. Okay. Is there... I guess I didn't realize that he did all those caveats. Oh, here we go. Okay. Good. Somebody did a, a cartoon of it. This is what I always need. Um, 33 years. South Park is the second longest with 25 years. I fucking knew it. Then you have Law and Order SVU, 23 years. Damn, Law and Order SVU is still on TV. I, I won't lie. I like that show sometimes. <laughs> Family Guy, 23 years. Oh, oof. Uh, yeah. And then it shows a bunch more. Law and Order, 20 years. Gunsmoke, 20 years. NCIS, 19 years. It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, 19 years. Damn. Grey's Anatomy, 17 years. Lassie was 17 years. Really? So it says, yeah, American Dad, 17 years, and ER, 15 years hmm. are just the ones that it shows. Quite a few of those are animated. Yeah, which makes sense in a way, right? Because like if like actors getting 20 they, years older. They do get old show, and ugly. That's true. Yeah, it would be kind of hard to keep the same <laughs> cast going. You're my daughter, and she's like 29. Yeah. <laughs> I guess that's true. I guess I never thought about it. To add to the longevity, yeah. Animation does add probably quite a run. I'm surprised like Winnie the Pooh's not on there. I don't know how long that actually ran. Did it actually run that long though? Like continuous? Maybe not. Do your kids watch Winnie the Pooh at all? Uh no. Bummer. Yeah. What the hell? There's a Winnie the Pooh. What the hell? It says Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey. I'm in. What is it? I don't know. Apparently it's a horror movie. <laughs> and it looks freaking weird. He's in Kingdom Hearts. Winnie the Pooh is? Yeah, he has his own world. You go to the Hundred Acre Wood, dude. It's a book. Dude, badass. That's so strange. They're making a horror movie out of poor Winnie the Pooh. <laughs> blood and honey yeah is it like a five nights at freddy's kind of thing that's what it looks like uh, that's kind of what the main character thing looks like huh yeah another game i'm gonna be honest i don't understand oh no me neither i think what's I the honestly... point of playing like jump scares the game yeah and i honestly think it only got popular because of youtubers like it, mark for sure so for sure I guess when I play horror games, I want like that creeping dread of like, I don't want to go down that hallway. There might be a spooky guy on the ground and I don't, <laughs> there's a weird sound. I just don't want to go down there. Yeah. A good example of that to me is like Darkwood. Oh dude. Darkwood is one of the scariest games out there. Yes. I feel like I can't play it. It's so scary. <laughs> I have a hard time playing it. And it's not, I, it, it never like no, nothing pops up on the screen and goes, boo. You, no. The floor just creaks uneasily and a, a shelf on the other side of the room and you can't see and is moving on its own. And you're like, oh fuck, what's going on? Right. Or even when you're just like generally walking around the woods oh, and you yeah. hear like a branch snap, 
You're like, what was this, that? The sound design in that game is so good. It is top tier good. And it's a super small development team. It is, yeah. Like, it's considered an indie game. But yeah, it's so good. <laughs> and honestly, the way it handles vision, I think, is... Uh, for like a horror game in that like top down style is genius. Absolutely genius. I agree. That you yeah. like you you have like a narrow field of view, but you can still kind of tell shapes outside of your view. So like when shit's moving around when you're not looking is like is so eerie. It's and so I, it's so smart. I like that mechanic too that where the mouse is, your vision is clear. Yeah, exactly. Which is so like shit's where, a little blurry. Yeah, but that's like where your character is looking in the cone mm-hmm. of vision. But then everything else outside that blurs because your character is not focusing on that, which is so good. Yeah, it's genius. It's genius. <laughs> oh, I can't. I've I've tried to play that game so many times. I remember you showing it to me a long time ago. I'm like, oh man, I, I remember buying it. I'm like, I can't. It's so scary. Like, no, it, I got to be in like bright daylight. Make sure people are in the house, and then I'll play. <laughs> yeah, it legit. It creeps me out too. It's made me jump more times than I care to admit. And I've still never beaten it. I <laughs> never have. I'm not, I haven't gotten that far. I think I I've gotten pretty is. far. I've gotten to the third area, the uh, like final area, but I haven't completed it because I'm not very good at it. Well, I. what do you mean not very good at it? I don't feel like it's a game you're like a, a OG gamer at. <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm, sure there's a, I'm sure there's a... I'm sure there's a whatever... Uh, any percent speed run oh, of it <laughs> for sure and it's literally four minutes and he like walks under the corner and clips through the wall and goes straight to the end of the game yeah, so dumb <laughs> yeah i you're for for sure but i i actually like the combat in that game how you can like you if you can like do charged shots and like s- save your stamina or you can do like quick bursts but it uses stamina much faster right i feel like that's it's kind of interesting that it's like a dark souls I, i'm sure people are tired of hearing that but that you have like a stamina bar you have to manage to, and the combat's kind of clunky, which I, I like that in a horror game that like, it's not super, it's not super like, you're not like a badass, you're just some dude. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I like that you have those options. Like, do you want to use something that's uh, heavy and swings slow? Or do you yeah. want to use something that's small and swings fast? I mean. And everything has durability too. So it's like, is it even worth fighting these things? Or should I just right. keep running? Because I, I have a nail board and it it's going to break. But if I take it back to my workbench, I can repair it. Yeah. Yeah. If I break it fully, though, I can't repair it. I have to build a new one. Like, it, oh, the, man. The systems the, are very cool. The knights are so fucking scary. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. When the house, when like the lamps start like moving around, like shit starts shifting around. Or when someone's knocking at the door. <laughs> or someone knocks. Yeah. Like, oh, man. <laughs> fuck. Or the lights just go out. Yeah, they just go off, and you have to go try to reset the generator. Like that's what you're supposed to do. I just stand there. Uh, yeah, I've gone out and reset the generator. Or you have the flares. You can put the flares down. You have to go outside. Oh my god, that's giving me anxiety. (laughs) That's just like scaring me. Because I literally, what I do every time is I block the doors with like all the furniture that's in the house as much as I can. Board up the windows in one room. Push the lamp into a corner and stand behind the lamp. Yeah, that's what that's I do. What I, that's what I do too. And well, I didn't realize when the power goes out, you're supposed to go restart the generator because I've had the power go out and I just like, oh, well, fuck, I guess I just don't have electricity and I just stand there. <laughs> and sometimes that is the case that you don't have electricity. You're just screwed. So. Fuck, man. I, I don't know if I'm mentally tough enough to go outside in one of those <laughs> night times. <laughs> yeah, it's a solid, creepy game for sure. 
Well, what do you think? Should we wrap this one up? I probably I kind of need to go. I didn't realize it was probably. noon. Yeah, it's probably been our longest running episode so far. <laughs> really? We were all over the place. Uh, yeah, we were. I, I wrote some of the topics down so that I could actually, when I post the video, I can put them in the description so that there is something for people to go off of. What did so you write way, down? Uh, I wrote Portland Drugs, AI, okay. Magic the Gathering, Dota, oh, yeah. Elden Ring. Yeah. Oh, yeah. General conversations and one-upping. Oh yeah, forms of government. Maybe conversation meta. Uh oh, good one. Conversation meta. I like it. Um, and then I wrote forms of government. Religion? Question mark. Sort of. Question mark. <laughs> that's yeah. That's fair. And then TikTok? Question mark. And we are screwed. Mm, yeah, that's a pretty good description. <laughs> so, oh well. Anybody who's still here. Thank you. I really appreciate it. I'm sure this one was a wild ride, but I had a lot of fun. <laughs> they just wake up. <laughs> They're still talking? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they crashed their car already. They're like, oh my God. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Yeah, I think uh, I think we could safely wrap this one up. So yeah, if anybody is still here, I mean, thank you guys for listening. We greatly appreciate it. Uh, these episodes are like, you know, just... Bo and I having a conversation that we record. This is just this is the real shit we would talk about anyways. So uh you're welcome. You got to listen to that. Yeah. Thanks for <laughs> hanging out. <laughs> yeah, thanks for hanging out with us. Uh I guess become part of the conversation if you really want to. And uh feel free to email us kotpl.pod at gmail.com. Um find us on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, all those places. And uh yeah, join the uh join the conversation if you would like. Yeah. Uh, you got anything else for this one? Uh, no. Just thank you, everybody, for listening. Really appreciate it. If you got any cool recipes to send me, I would love <laughs> to see those. I just got a really fancy new book about wok cooking. I'm going to get into that. So if anybody what? knows any like pro details, like stuff I really should know before I start cooking in a wok, I would love to hear that. Nice. I still haven't got you anything for your birthday. What a dick. Oh, have you go open, have you gone and got my present yet? No, I haven't. Oh, <laughs> I, haven't man, I, want, I just want to know if you Dad. like it. I haven't even gotten to go to mom and dad's house for a long time. So Okay. Uh but yeah. We uh yeah, I guess with that we will catch you guys in the next one.